0: Never laugh as a goes by, for you may be the next to die. They wrap you up in bloody sheets to drop you six feet
1: on. Tonight we're headed into the story of the Necronomicon and several different books of the dead. From the twisted mind of HP Lovecraft to the guidebooks to the other side. Let's get ready for death. Passengers. Listener discretion is always advised all aboard the Midnight Train podcast.
0: your eyes they eat your nose as you begin to decompose. A slimy beetle with demons' eyes. Choose through your stomach and out your sides. Your stomach turns rancid priest in <laughs> <laughs>
1: passports. Welcome to the Midnight Train Podcast, yeah. where we bring the dark to light now in a more comfortable and now setting. yeah more comfortable yeah if you're well, watching us on youtube us. right now for two of us For two, well he's got, it's still got to be a little more comfortable right <laughs> Yeah, a little bit i can stretch my legs out <laughs> <laughs> well you guys know what it means when we bring the dark to light we make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible yeah. i am your host the conductor of the cryptic jonathan sayer and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Mr. Moody and Logan. Hello, thank you. Say hi. hi.
2: Applause all around. Today. Say hi. It's good for
1: everyone. It eyes. is good for everyone. Good science. So you beautiful bunch of dark passengers know that we're just a bunch of musicians and assholes that love history and cannot get enough of the mysterious.
2: Got a guitar to prove it now.
1: Yeah, we we do have a guitar. Does it? Ooh. Hey, not bad. It's pretty. <laughs> Bing. But thank you guys so much for listening right now. You guys have no idea how much it means to us. Your reviews and support really do make all of the hard work worthwhile. They do. If you can, they hop do. on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a Please. review. Five star would be awesome if you could do Please. that. Yeah. um If not, eh, whatever. <laughs> it does help. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, but whatever. You know. We're, we're oh, wait,
2: up. am I allowed to do that? We're live, right? But I can. Yeah. Yeah, we're,
1: past- we're, we're a minute and fifty seconds in, so you're good, buddy. Oh, good. Hey, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck
2: fuck, the- fuck fuck it. Fuck
1: Yeah. So anyway, you guys can also find us on Spotify <laughs> and iHeartRadio by typing The Midnight Train Podcast really? in their search bar and clicking the follow button. You'll then get each episode as they are released, and yeah. Patreon subscribers are now known as poopers. poopers. The poopers. So if you haven't have signed up for Patreon and you want to be a pooper.
2: John, a, what does is, what is pooper stand for? I don't have it in front
1: of me. <laughs> No, it's hold on, hold on. I can get it. It's the People's Organization Organization of Par- Obscurities and Paranormal Research. There it is. Wow. Yeah, the big brains on bread. that's right. So, we made a group specifically for our Patreon uh producers, our poopers. Which, if and- you had
2: paid attention in the past, you'll know that that was. Your uh that was the group that you wanted to make up years ago, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. It was yeah. something I wanted to do forever right. ago. And it was like, ah, fuck it. I think it'd be fun to give them an actual, you know, yeah. a name. So and, we're
2: going to use that for you guys.
1: That's right. And we're going to get patches. We're going to get stickers. We're going to get yep. all kinds of cool stuff yep. that you guys are going to be getting. It's we're going to go into awesome. our ghost hunt as poopers. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Can they put that on their website, you think? I don't know. Yeah, why not? We'd like to welcome poopers coming in. <laughs> but it'd be the poopers, wouldn't it? It'd be just pooper. It'd be Pooper. Pooper. Yeah. The pooper. (laughs) pooper. Uh,
2: Yeah, because the people's organization. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the pooper. (laughs) And then everyone, it's so amazing. If you want to get in the pooper,
1: (laughs) you got to sign up. So if you do sign up in our great poopers that we have on deck, they are amazing. And, uh, That's what we should call the group—the poop deck. The poop deck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like going to be so much fun, man. So yeah, they get all kinds of cool <laughs> bonus episodes, which uh, we just did um, just recently. The Hoover Dam. The Hoover Dam, which was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely crazy. And the next got, like, one coming four up. More on deck, right? Yeah, now. the next one coming up is going to going to be um, the Chicago Fire.
2: Yeah, yeah, we got that one, the and then Chicago after Fire. that, we've got. Uh, You've got one on Whitey Bulger. Whitey Bulger, right Bulger whatever his name I've is. We've got the Voynich manuscript done, ready to go. Yeah, so, so we've we got, got a lot ready? of
1: really cool stuff Ooh. for you guys. So if yeah, you want good. to become a pooper and you want to be an amazing person that supports our show, please head on over to the uh, Patreon.com/slash forward The Midnight Train Podcast, or head over to the Midnight Train Podcast.com. Pick up some merchandise. I threw some new shit up there recently. We now have uh, iPhone and Samsung um, cases. The new iPhone and Samsung case, yeah, though, not the old ones. Yeah. 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 The new ones. The new ones. And then uh, there's also a laptop case over there now. And there's a bunch of mugs. There's a bunch of cool shit. So get on over there and check it out. And speaking of our Patreon, our amazing poopers, we've decided that once we hit 100 pr- uh, p- poopers, <laughs> we're going to start giving 10% to a specific charity that we will announce every month. So get bonuses, give to a good cause. Sounds simple enough, right? I like it yeah also please jump on if you are one of our poopers and you want to join to our the the special special uh, patreon only facebook page please do that um of course we have to make sure that you are one of the elite right yeah one of the elite yeah how are you like in your chair over there buddy i
2: love it dude yeah i just gotta figure out how to get this <laughs> like, i can barely hear can you barely hear me right
1: now <laughs> when that's your only problem yes Ooh. i get it He's just mad because now he's sitting right now. He hates it. It's great. He hates it. Hi, everybody. Is it that bad? No, it's cool. My ass (laughs) cheek is just numb on the one side, but we'll be all right. I'll make it work. (laughs) Uh, it's so funny anyway sorry we're taking forever to get into this thing i'm excited about this listen subscribe on youtube uh twitch everything all those get on there right now like youtube our youtube watchers right now hey how you guys doing hey guys and just make sure that you guys are in there there. actually watching us right now oh we actually have one concurrent viewer oh nice whoever you are shout out to you yeah you beautiful motherfucker it's, now, listen, we don't even promote these things. It's actually one of us. Yeah, it <laughs> probably is. It's probably, it's probably just me. <laughs> yeah, we actually, we we don't promote these things. It's just kind of like a when we want to just drop it, we drop it yeah, on yeah. YouTube. So you got to subscribe to our channel to find out when we actually happen to come out and do things, and once right? Once
2: we hit 100 YouTube subscribers, we're going to stop live streaming.
1: Yes. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Anyway, let's turn down the lights. All right. Adjust our seats. Yeah. Grab a drink. <laughs> he <can adjust> it. <laughs> <laughs> and let's get spooky. But first, here's a toast to all you beautiful motherfuckers. We need a strobe light in here now.
2: The lights go just, down. Yeah, everything just like. Ugh! <laughs> it's
0: the
1: Midnight Train Podcast. <laughs> yeah. I gotta record that. It's the Midnight Train Podcast. What? what? We're gonna have a good show today. I'm ex- super, super, super extremely excited about this one. Um, because we're talking about the motherfucking Necronomicon. But we're talking about all different kind of variations of said Book of the Dead, well, right? Several.
2: Several. Several. Yeah,
1: there's several. Several. A few. A plethora. Look,
2: I'm not gonna lie, it's sort of getting kinda long, so we talk there's 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 a couple in there. And
1: then, uh, oh, you were saying it was starting to get like pretty... Yeah, it was, just, a long, a lot it was of shit. going to be a
2: long episode. So okay. we, uh, we talk about... Uh, there's at least there's four. Four different Necronomicons that we talk about.
1: Cool. The, well.
2: actual, the actual fictional Necronomicon, and then three more.
1: Nice. Okay. So in today's episode, we are taking a different approach. Right? Okay. We are starting off in the realm of fiction and learning about the Necronomicon, a fictitious book made up by a man who we've discussed in the past. Then we will switch gears and head into the real world, the land of the living, as some say, except we are looking at the land of the dead. We'll be discussing a few true life Necronomicon books or books of the dead. We have some examples of true life, um, true to life books, discussing uh, preparation of the dead, helping them cross over, even what to do and expect when you get to the other side. So without further ado, let's get into this by visiting a previous subject, the one and only magnificently weird. H.P. Lovecraft.
2: Ooh. Yeah. Now, was he a regular episode or was that a bonus?
1: He was regular. That was a regular. Yeah, episode, that was right? a regular. Gr- okay. In fact, since we've discussed old H.P. in a separate episode, we are not going to get into the man himself. Really, if you want to hear our take on Lovecraft, make sure to check out episode thirty-seven. Oh, he
2: had it ready to go, very
1: from nice. way back in January of twenty twenty. Wow. Yeah, long ago. yeah, that was before before COVID. That was BC. <laughs> <It's> BC. <laughs> it was. That's how everything is now. It's BC.
2: Was that? Yeah, that was before, before that was, COVID, yeah. That was before we did all of our quarantine episodes. Yeah, because
1: that happened in March is when that shit started. So it was right before. Yeah. Right. So what we are going to look at, however, is the book that he references in 10 separate stories. Those stories include The Call of Tina. Cthulhu, The Dunwich Horror, Ooh. The Haunter of the Dark, The Thing on the Doorstep, and several others. It's, wow. Hey, it's a Thing on the Doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see, what's that guy's name? Uh, he's an actor, and he's always yelling at his mom about shit in the yard. You know what I'm talking about? Oh. He's like, mom, <laughs> there's a fucking cat out here. He's like, this fucking cat's hideous. And he's oh, like yelling yeah. at her the whole time. Yeah, I so funny. That, oh dude, it's hilarious. I, I, I can't remember what the fucking, what his name is. It. He was in Zebrahead. if you guys have ever seen that movie. Oh, I've yeah. heard of the bands he read. Yeah, no, it was a it was a movie. Yeah, oh, right. anyway, whatever. So, uh, the book it's we are talking about right. is, of course, the motherfucking Necronomicon. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can see Moody trying to figure out his, his <laughs> look, microphone. It's a new setup. We're we got a to new setup, it out, and it's just Ooh, almost we're, knocked a mug off the table. We are far more comfortable, but yeah. it's we're still we just
2: got to figure it. We got
1: got bugs to work out. Look,
2: our our stands are shit. That's all we're
1: saying. Right, all right. Yeah, we got to get new stands. Yeah. So that's right. The Necronomicon, as most of you know, it was made up by. Lovecraft himself. The book became such a part of his stories that Lovecraft wrote a short history of the book itself. That being said, let's see what the history of the book is, as written by the creepy genius himself. Let us. Original title Al-Azif. Azif being the word used by Arabs to designate that nocturnal sound made <laughs> by insects. As if. As if. <laughs> book of the dead. <laughs> As if, bro. <laughs> so it's a sound supposed to be the howling of demons. Composed by Abdul Al, Al-, 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 Zared. Al- No, Al Hazred. Al Azred. Yeah, I was right. A mad poet of Sinai in Yemen who was said to have flourished during the period of Omiyad, Caliphs, <laughs> circa 700 AD. He visited the ruins of Babylon and the subterranean secrets of Memphis and spent 10 years alone in the great southern Memphis? desert. Memphis. Memphis. Well, I'm walking in Memphis.
2: My daughter had to do a... Uh,
1: I saw it. Yeah, did yeah, yeah she, did, was she song, did awesome. That was a song to do. Yeah, she did ice skating, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. By sure. the way, uh, happy birthday to Danny.
2: Yes, I uh, hope you guys are all happy. I'm here doing this. My wife hates me.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's her birthday,
1: and I'm here. So Well, priorities, buddy. <laughs> Tell her that. <laughs> and so he visited these ruins in Memphis or whatever, and uh, the great southern desert of Arabia, the Roba El Calier, or Empty Space, of the ancients and Dana, or Crimson Desert of the modern Arabs. This is again all his telling her, yes. which is held to be inhabited by protective evil spirits and monsters of death. Ooh. Of this desert, many strange and unbelievable marvels are told by those who pretend to have penetrated it. In his last <laughs> years, <laughs> right, in his last years, al dwelt in uh, al dwelt in Damascus, where the Necronomicon was written, and of his final death of disappearance, 738 AD, many terrible and conflicting things are told. He is said by, oh my god, Eben, I think that's a name, Eben, E-B-N, Eben. Yeah. Eben, right? Calacan, 12th century biographer, to have been seized by an invisible monster in broad daylight and devoured horribly before a large number of fright frozen witnesses. Can you imagine something just starts eating someone out of nowhere and you can't see what it is? I cannot. (laughs) <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> of his madness, many things are told. He claimed to have seen fabulous Irim, or city of pillars, and to have been beneath the ruins of a certain fabulous. nameless desert. It's <laughs> fabulous Irim. Ah,
2: This city is fabulous.
1: It's fabulous and secrets of a race older than mankind. He was only um an indifferent Muslim, Muslim, uh, worshipping uh, unknown entities whom he called Yog Sathoth and. Cthulhu by the way uh, a lot of his shit that he came up with he actually came up with like he just wrote shit because he never wanted to like if you asked him how to pronounce like a word or whatever mm-hmm. he'd be like I don't know what do you think it is like mm-hmm. he would just write shit out and he would never like ever come out and be like well it's called it so, this
2: so he's a dick
1: yeah well we've, we've talked about him yeah in AD 950, the Asif, which had gained a considerable, though surreptitious, circulation amongst the uh, philosophers of the age, was secretly translated into Greek by Theodorus Philetus of Constantinople. Philetus? F- philetus. Yes. Would he Philetus? Philetus. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is, but all I hear in my head now is Istanbul was Constantinople. Now, it's if Istanbul that. was Constantinople, I'm gone. Constantinople. Uh, sorry. I love that damn song. It's,
2: why did Constantinople get the works?
1: It's That's nobody. nobody's business but the turks. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's, That's uh they might be giants. Yes. Right there. They might be. Brought brought to you by the idiots at the Midnight Dream Podcast. Anyway. So this was on under in Constantinople. In Constantinople <laughs> under the title In Constantinople. <laughs> <laughs> in Caught Waffle, no Constantinople wow. under the title Necronomicon for a century it impelled certain experimenters to terrible attempts when it was suppressed and burnt by the patriarch Michael yeah. after this it is only heard of furtively what the fuck word furtively 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 but 1228 Ola, Olaus Wormius made a Latin translation later in the middle ages and the Latin text was printed twice once in the 15th century in black letter, evidently in Germany, and once in the 17th, probably Spanish. Both editions being without identifying marks and located as to time and place by internal typographical evidence only. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The work, both Latin and Greek, was banned by Pope Gregory the IX in 1232, shortly after its Latin translation, which called attention to it. Again, this is all... This is a this is a fictional
2: right history of a fictional book
1: correct all yeah. made up by Lovecraft yeah yeah this is this is I like it fucking well, wow the Arabic and I'm still going the Arabic original was lost as early as Wormius' time as indicated by his prefatory note and no sight of the Greek copy which was printed in Italy between 1500 and 1550 has been reported since the burning of a certain Salem man's library in 1692 <clears> hmm <throat> wow. An English tra- oh, oh, oh. Nice. It's a little
2: farther away.
1: <laughs> An English translation made by Doctor D was never printed and exists only in fragments. Yeah,
2: Dr. D. Doctor huh? D. You yeah, have seen movies that start with that guy.
1: <laughs> Doctor D's nuts. Ah. Oh. And exists only in fragments recovered from the original manuscript of the Latin text now existing. One is known to be in the British Museum under Lock and Key, while another is in the Bibliothèque Nationale at Paris. A 17th century edition is in the Widener Library at Harvard and in the Library of Misca—that Con- <laughs> word <laughs> Miskatonic <laughs> University at Arkham, also in the Library of the University of Buenos Aires. Numerous other copies probably exist in secret, and a 15th century one is persistently rumored to form part of the collection of a celebrated American millionaire. A still vague rumor cre- uh, credits the preservation of a 16th-century Greek text in the Salem family of Pikmin. but if it was so preserved, it vanished with the artist R. U. Pikmin, who dis- uh, disappeared early in six- uh, 1926. R. U. Pickman? R. U. Pickman. Pickman. R. U. Pikmin? Are you? No, but are you? Are I'm asking, are you Pikmin? No, I am not Pikmin. but are you? Is. Are you? Are you is or is you not, my baby? <laughs> the book is rigidly suppressed by the authorities of most countries and by all branches of organized ah, ecclesiasticism. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, that was good. That was thank good. you. That was good. Reading. You, you did well on that. Thank you. Reading leads to terrible. Con- I'm not drunk yet. That's the thing. Yeah, mm. just keep. I'll keep going. Don't worry. Okay. Just keep it up. By the way, we are uh, sucking down some uh, grapefruit goggle fogger from uh, Fatheads Brewery here in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Tasty. <laughs> yeah, <it's> Delicious. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's fun. Um,
2: it I'm was. Like, I'm, I'm just gonna tell you. You said grapefruit. It's not as bad as I thought it was. That's
1: good. Actually. That's good. So, it just, was for. I room.
2: hate grapefruit. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was from uh, rumors of this book, of which relatively few of the general public know, that R.W. Chambers is said to have derived the idea of his early novel, The King in Yellow. Okay, so all of that, literally all just made up. Mm -hmm. It was bullshit. All bullshit. Every single bit of that. I mean, like, everything from, like, Arkham. Arkham's not even a real place. It's a place that he actually created himself. You know what I mean?
2: Are we sure about that?
1: Yeah. You're sure about it. As far as his Arkham is, yes. (sighs) Yes, I'm sure of this. So that was the history of the Necronomicon as written by Lovecraft. Lovecraft stated that the name of the book came to him in a dream. Some claim, however, that Lovecraft was inspired by Robert W. Chambers' collection of stories titled The King in Yellow, even though he isn't thought to have read the book until the late 1920s. Okay? Mm -hmm. All right. Another person theorized the book was derived from Nathaniel Hawthorne. When asked about the Necronomicon, Lovecraft always maintained that it was his, uh, it was, mm, it was wholly his intention, uh, invention. Basically, he says he did it all himself. All right, like it, it, it came to him in a holy fucking dream. Holy, his invention. Holy, yes. holy, entirely his w- invention. W H. Yes, I was like, Holly? Holly. holy, Holly. holy. 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 <laughs> anyway, he just says it is uh, even through the history of the Necronomicon played as an, a uh, historical text. So they're he's basically trying to tell people that no, it really, it's real. No, I, sw- I swear to you, it is. I swear, I swear. For they are for, I swear. No. Despite the book showing up in several stories, the details of the book were pretty sparse. There were a few passages and words that were attributed to the Necronomicon. Mm -hmm. The book's physical properties are not really talked about, but generally it's described as being bound in some sort of leather. Mm -hmm.
2: I have many leather-bound books. (laughs) My 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 apartment smells of of rich rich mahogany.
1: mahogany. (laughs) Drink up, fuckers. (laughs) Ah, And with metal clasps as for the passages attributed to the book there is a fairly long one that is described in the dunwich horror the passage reads as follows are you going to open up like a portal to hell right now and we can try do it nor is it to be thought that man is either the oldest or the last of earth's masters or that the common bulk of life and substance walks alone the old ones were the old ones are and the old ones shall be not in the spaces we know but between them they walk serene and primal, undimensioned and to us unseen. Yog Sothoth knows the gate. Yog Sothoth is the gate. <laughs> Yog Sothoth is the key and guardian of the gate. Past, present, future, all are one in Yog. S- S- fucking word. <laughs> Yog Sothoth. He knows where the old ones broke through the of the old of old and where they shall break through again. He knows where they had trod earth's fields and where they still tread them and why no one can behold them as they tread. What the fuck? <laughs> this is so like it, you had to be he had to be high as shit right in this or like slam drunk drunk drunk. I'm getting there. All right, <laughs> you like that? That's good stuff. <laughs> Uh, by their smell can, can wait, what by their smell can men sometimes know them near? But of their semblance can no man know, saving only in the features of those they have begotten on mankind. And those are my brain starting to hurt from this. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, Of those, there are many sorts, differing in likeness from man's truest (laughs) eidolon to the shape without sight or substance which is them. They walk unseen in foul and lonely places where the words have been spoken and the rites howled throughout their seasons.
2: Can I stop you right there for a second? Please. (laughs) I need you to read the rest
1: of this in Isaiah's voice. Oh, shit. All right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The wind givers. With their voices, and the earth mutters with their consciousness. They bend the forest and crush the city, yet may not forest or city behold the hand that smites. Kadath in the cold waste hath known them, and what man knows Kadath? (laughs) The ice desert of the south and the sunken isles of ocean hold stones whereon their seal is engraven. But who has seen the deep-frozen city? Or the sealed tower long garlanded with seaweed and barnacles? (laughs) Great Cthulhu is their cousin. Yet can he spy them only dimly? La Shubnigurath.
2: He's the goat with a thousand young, by the way. Is that what that is? Yeah. It's an morbid angel song. That's how I know that. Is it really? Yeah, shub yeah. Shubnagurath, goat with one thousand young. Shubnagurath. Yeah. That is a I don't like that word at all.
1: <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, yeah, a little uh, Especially
2: when Isaiah says
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did not mean in any disrespect. As a foulness shall uh, wait, 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 it's, hold on, sorry. As a foulness shall ye know them. Their hand is at your throats, yet ye see them not, and their hab- habitation is even one with your guarded threshold. Yog is the key to the gate whereby the spheres meet. Man rules now where they ruled once. They shall soon rule where man rules now. After summer is winter, after winter summer, they wait patient and potent, for here shall they reign again. <laughs>
2: that was so much better than regular
1: yeah that was interesting that was like super like holy Look, shit so
2: so men rule where they used to rule but they're gonna rule where men rule now that's what he said wait what what so he said he said men rule where they used to rule but they will soon rule where men rule which is basically they're just getting their shit back Alright.
1: Another is a considerably smaller snippet that is actually found in two stories. I'd like
2: to hear Isaiah say this as well.
1: Alright. Call of uh, Cthulhu and the Nameless City which goes as follows. That is not dead which can eternal lie and with strange eons even death may die. I need This a ringtone. Very nice. That was delicious. Can you imagine, like, every time someone calls, you just hear, that is not dead. <laughs> You'd be looking at her like, what the fuck? That would be great. Yeah. That is not dead. Oh, my God. It is in Call of the Cthulhu that this small couplet is said to be from the Necronomicon. In at least one story, the book was discovered to be disguised as another book. When asked about the contents, Lovecraft once wrote, quote, if anyone were to try to write the Necronomicon, it would disappoint all those who have shuddered at cryptic references to it. According to Lovecraft's history of the Necronomicon, copies of the original Necronomicon, the Necronomicon, <laughs> were held by only five institutions worldwide. And we actually talked on these earlier yeah. when he yeah, yeah. said this. It was the British Museum, the Bibliothèque Nationale de France. Oh, de France! Oh, de France. We have one. It's the Bibliothèque. Ha, ha! You do not look impressed. I'm not impressed. And fuck you, Mr. Moody. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> Widener Library of Harvard University in Cambridge, Massachusetts. University of Buenos Aires. Arriba. <laughs> the library of the fictional Miskatonic University is the also fictitious Arkham, Massachusetts. Ha The Miskatonic University also holds the Latin translation by Olas Wormius, printed in Spain in the 17th century. This is how th- this dude's mind was. Not only did he write a story... And then multiple stories Mm -hmm. and then have them all kind of connect. But then he wrote a backstory to the thing that the stories were about. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like fucking what? You know, that'd be be like, I don't know, fucking what's something that's uh, an ongoing thing in Stephen King novels or in his movies or He's got a bunch
2: of shit. Like all his, a lot of his books, almost all of them tie together. Well, I guess, I guess
1: kind of Lucas did that with Star Wars. Literally. I know you don't want you know, I'm yeah, just yeah, saying yeah. as far as like the in-depthness of it is <laughs> it's like a whole alright but I'm just saying like he made a world out no, of it no
2: absolutely I give him that like every character has got a fucking backstory and a name and a like like the most random character in a movie has got a name and a backstory yeah
1: right. and there's like blueprints for
2: granted there's like all the books and shit that go along
1: yeah. with it so. he's got like books that have blueprints of like these fictitious uh, jets and shit like that like, oh uh, yeah, very the, nice. yeah it's whatever fucking
2: Cool. No, that's good, man. I, I don't cool. have that kind of patience. Yeah, I don't either. I'd write a book and be like, man, this is going to be great. It's gonna, I'm going to go into all these different worlds and have these elaborate backstories, and then it's going to be so sweet, and then I'm going to write like Dr. Sue shit because I just don't care.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you will die. You will die soon. You will die soon in the day of June. <laughs> there it is. It's done. That's that's it. Other copies Lovecraft wrote were kept by private individuals. Joseph Kerwin, as noted, had a copy of the case of Charles Dexter Ward from nineteen forty-one. A version is held in Kingsport in The Festival from nineteen twenty five, and the provenance of the copy read by the narrator of The Nameless City is unknown. A version is read by the protagonist in The Hound from nineteen twenty-four. Okay. Which means that there's lots of versions. <clears throat> Set quote-unquote yes. versions.
2: There is a, It shows up in a lot of places.
1: Yes. Although Lovecraft always maintained he created the book, there have always been plenty of people who believe the book to be real. We call those people stupid. <laughs> ah, there have been several books published that are supposedly translations of the actual Necronomicon. Now, I'm going to pause just for a second because it reminded me of something. You just said it was at your stomach. <laughs> It's the Necronomicon. It's coming out. So we have a mutual friend that stopped in and uh, talked to me the other day. And he was telling me that he and a friend of his were, like, really into the Necronomicon when they were younger. Oh Who is this? And uh, they were into it so much that they ended up, like, uh, branding themselves with some of the Necronomicon, um, I, I guess, I, I, not not logos. What would they be? Like, uh, symbols. symbols? Symbolism. <laughs> <laughs> the symbolism. See,
2: uh, symbology there. <laughs> symbolism. symbolism
1: so he did that and then his friend I guess was a little bit more into it than he was and they stopped being friends or whatever and the guy ended up unfortunately committing suicide I don't know if it was directly related so to the who, necronomicon. guy well
2: he give me a hint just so you don't have to say it well he's really old Okay.
1: <laughs> Everybody right now knows who we're talking about. Yeah, Chainsaw, he stopped in the other day and he said that he really? he used to like, they used to like follow the Necronomicon Chainsaw, and stuff like it's that. Chainsaw, not real. <laughs> you, you That's weren't. why when you were like, you're an idiot, I was like. You wasted, <sighs> you wasted a good
2: portion of your life, Chainsaw. I mean, granted, you're like 300 years old, but.
1: Dude, listen, I used to think I was fucking Spider-Man. All right. So it's fine.
2: It's fair point. Are I used you? to. I used to think I was gonna make something of myself.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all fuck up at some point. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there have been several books published that are supposedly translations of the actual Necronomicon. Is it supposedly? Sup- supposedly. Particularly. <laughs> supposedly. Supposedly. Yes. Yes. Interestingly enough, the Vatican received calls every year from people that believe that the uh, real Necronomicon <laughs> resides there. So they actually think,
2: just figured out what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. What's that? I'm gonna call the Vatican every month, asking if they have
1: the Necronomicon. You just gotta uh, to see if you can talk straight to the Pope.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, excuse me, is the Pope there? <laughs> the Pope.
1: I know no. he's there, guy. Big hat. Yeah. He's, <laughs> guy. He, big uh, hat.
2: Got a car with a bubble on it. Yeah. Is he there?
1: Always wears why, white.
2: Why can't I talk to the Pope? Because I'm trying to find a fucking Necronomicon.
1: We know he has it. We know it's there. He, we, he has the Necronomicon. Yeah. Is that why he's not answering the phone?
2: Is that You put that bitch on the phone right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> I oh my God. Talk to this Pope he, ass. He just called the
2: Pope a bitch. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying the Pope's a bitch, but I'm not saying he's not.
1: <laughs> oh my God. So. I just pissed off a lot of people. Yes. There have been hoaxes and others. <laughs> I'm just gonna shoot right past that because I don't. know. Well, whatever. You there can send been,
2: all the hate mail. Yes.
1: To Logan. Six. That's right. The uh, there have been hoaxes and others who have added their cards into library files to make it appear as if they have a copy, but it is checked out. That's amazing. That's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. That's like, imagine, like super you're just flipping, clever. You're
2: flipping through like looking for like no no ne- what the hell yeah <laughs> you like go looking for you like. Should be right here. It's not there. What do you mean
1: he checked it out two weeks ago? What? Hey, uh, ma- excuse me, ma'am. Um, Yeah, um, librarian lady. Um, Do you know who this person is? <laughs> is there is there any way I can? No confidentiality. I can't do that. I can't call him. Okay. Will you do me a favor? When he returns this, will you call me? I need this book. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not real. So it's just like, oh my god, it's so funny. The librarian's just like, oh this. I can't yeah, it's pretty awesome. In yes, Norway sir, we'll call, you. <laughs> yeah, she's looking at him like, sure we will. In Norway, the Library of Tromso lists that they have a translated version, but it is listed as unavailable. Mm. Convenient mm. In 1978, a version of the Necronomicon popped up that had been edited by George Hay. Hay was a writer and the founder of the Science Fiction Foundation. The version well, included it's gotta be true then. Oh yeah, of course. Just like a religion made up by a science fiction writer is real. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. We're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's real. The version included an introduction by the paranormal researcher and writer Colin Wilson. Wilson also wrote a story on the return of the Ligor, Yigor? No, it's L-L-O-I-R, wait, L-L-O-I-G-O-R. Yoigor. Yoigor? Yoigor. Yes. Yogurt. <laughs> it sounds like something like a polyp on your ass. Like, oh man, I got that yogurt again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it hurts so bad every time I sit down. Oh god. The doctor gave me preparation <laughs> H, but it is not oh. working. I need preparation, Jörger. Yes, it does feel good on the whole. (laughs) On the whole. So the return of jorger we're going to call it that, uh, in which the Voynich Manuscript turns out to be a copy. Oh, shit, son. A copy of the Necronomicon. That's fucking amazing, which is pretty, it's a cool idea. That's a great plot point. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. And um, the Voynich Manuscript will be a bonus. So we're going to tackle that very soon. So you guys make sure you become a Patreon pooper. To get access to that and all kinds of other amazing bonuses. Yeah. But if you're not familiar with the, the Voynich Manuscript, basically, it's a book that was found and nobody can fucking translate it.
2: It might not even be a real language. Right. You'll it just might have not to be. Yeah. You'll just have to sign up and listen.
1: And it's so funny because, like, a lot of people. We make a
2: run at the Voynich Manuscript. Yeah. And uh, it's better than anyone else you've ever listened to. Damn, straight.
1: I was gonna say more, but Sign you up, know man. what? Sign up for bonus, yeah. Kenneth Grant, the British occultist, disciple of Alistair Crowley, Mr. Crowley! Dum dum dum. <laughs> Who is another future bonus episode topic? Won't you ride your white horse? <laughs> <laughs> and head of the oh, Typhonian Ordo Templi.
2: What does that stand for? The haoya.
1: I'm getting to it. It's the <laughs> Typhonian Ordo Templi Orientis. Orientis. That would be, wait, tot tot? That's Toto. It's Toto, T O T O. I'm about to <laughs> race
2: down in Africa. Gonna take a while to take me away
0: from you.
1: God, I love that song so much. Except, fuck Weezer for doing that. Ugh, I'm so mad about that. Yeah. I feel like this is a party favor.
2: You shouldn't have left all this shit around. I know here. there's
1: just shit laying all over the place. We we did what we could with the amount of time we had. I
2: think that's it's good. fantastic. How's it look on camera, there, Logan?
1: I mean, we can't see your beautiful mug because you're like leaning like. A yeah, ball, you like, need to like you mile. need to come off this the one? screen. Just a little
2: bit. <laughs> good. <laughs> now the government can't see me. Oh boy, I can. It, you know what? That's all plausible deniability. It's not fucking me. You can't prove that's me.
1: <laughs> then they we just heard... rewind it thirty seconds.
2: <laughs> uh, back here at minute, uh, you know, that's you right there. Sure yeah, I left though. That's not fucking me in there anymore. I left before the shit went down. Yeah, before he started calling the pope names. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't me calling. Wait, was I screen for that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn it. So in this, uh, he suggested in with this guy, this uh, Kenneth Grant. In the Toto organization. Do, 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 do. <laughs> he suggested in his 1972 uh, book, The Magical Revival, that there was an unconscious connection between Crowley and motherfucking H.P. Lovecraft.
2: That's a weird combo. Yeah, because that's a connection. That would be great, though. If That's true. I don't know. Crowley's kind of. Dude, but you put Lovecraft and Crowley together. Imagine the shit that they would come up with.
1: Yeah, you get Hitler. That's what you get. <laughs> no, no. That's what you no. get. That's nobody you get right
2: nobody came up with Hitler. He was real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I just mean, saying. I, I guess his parents came up with yeah. really. hey, hey, hey.
1: uh, And the mustache. <laughs> so, Grant claimed that the Necronomicon existed as an astral book as part of the uh, uh, Akashic, Akish? Akashic, Aka- Akashic,
2: motherfucker. Akashic, Akashic records, I'm just gonna hold it right here, there you go,
1: and over to you, like, how's the weather today, I'm holding my cock, <laughs> <laughs> no one can see you doing the dough, am I still off, yeah. yes, <laughs> come All this right. way, I don't want to, it's comfortable, come snuggle.
2: All right. this way is more comfortable, right. you can
1: be right. Big Spoon, <laughs> wow, <laughs> So anyway, he claims yeah. that he's a uh, part of an astral book as part of the Akashic or the Necronomicon as uh, the Akashic Records. Which
2: uh, I plan on doing a bonus on one day. There you or, go. You know what? Fuck it. That should be an episode one day. We're okay. going to do the Akashic Record. We'll do Akashic Records. I'm cool with it.
1: Yeah. And could be accessed through ritual magic or in dreams. <laughs> yeah. Remember when he said it came
2: to him in a dream?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Oh. If you guys could see my face right <laughs>
1: Because you moved farther off screen. <laughs>
2: I'm not. I'm actually closer now.
1: It's right there. What are you talking about? You said it was wide angle. Oh, my God. You're so funny right now. Probably. What? It is wide angle, but not that fucking wide. You can't go behind it. So move it back. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so how's this, this is, is what this I'm better? dealing with, That folks. is so much better. Am this is is I, what I'm dealing am with I in the shot now? Yes, kind of. Eat. Fuck that. There Half you your go. face.
1: Half your faces.
2: I'm just, I'm just fucking my pants are fucking... <laughs> you want to sit over here? Fuck you, man. I don't want to sit.
1: <laughs> He's just having issues right now. I'm good, man. Just go. Don't okay. worry about me. All <laughs> right. Sitting
2: on my mic cable.
1: So the Akashic Records are a pretty crazy topic, which we will, like Moody just said, definitely cover one day. In Theosophy and yeah. anthropos- uh, anthroposophy? <laughs> anthroposophy. <Yeah>. <laughs> anthroposophy? Anthroposophy. Yeah. <laughs> anthroposophy. <laughs> anthroposophy. Anthroposophy. Anthrop- I, went over I went over to her house the last night. She gave me an Anthroposopy. I don't know what the fuck happened, but I was all on my back <laughs> and it's shit thra- went thra- sideways. Anthroposop-y. <laughs> it's anthroposopy. Is that what it is? <laughs> That's the funniest goddamn word I think I've ever heard in my life. All right. The Akashic records are a <laughs> compendium it's of all. Akashic. What? You said Akashic. It's Akashic. It's a fucking Shakira. How's that? Oh!
2: <laughs> 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 At least her hips
1: don't lie. <laughs> I don't even know. That's I actually mean, not a bad fucking impression. Thank you. I appreciate that. You need to learn some Shakira. I actually worked on that for a very long time. <laughs> Did you? Oh, yeah. That's, so you sat in the mirror waving I, your hips I sit upstairs before. and I'm like, If I hit on lie I if I'm <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <you> know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, am I the only one that does that? Is that, what, is that what we're saying? Nope, we all do it. Oh, yeah. Okay, well. Moving on, so so it is uh, the uh, the akashic is that right? Yes. Okay, akashic correct. Not the Shakira records are a compendium of all universal events, thoughts, words, emotions, and (laughs) Chicago. Chicago. Fuck! I was trying to get through that. You just you just dangled that carrot. Fuck! I couldn't help it. Chicago. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so an intent ever to have occurred in the past. <laughs> so this is everything ever, basically, is what this thing's supposed to do. Yeah. In yeah, the past, yeah. present, and future in terms of all entities and life forms, not just human. Ooh. All right. So this is like everything. They are believed by theosophists to be encoded in a non-physical plane of existence known as the mental plane. There are anecdotal accounts, but there is no scientific evidence for the existence of the Akashic Records. Correct. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely got to do that. It's
2: basically like astral plane shit. Like everybody can connect on a different level and everything that ever happened is on that level. Astral plane. Isn't that like a lube? No, that's astral glide. Oh. Yes.
1: You're. you're, Samsonite. (laughs) I was way off. Way off. In 2004 Necronomicon, the wanderings of Alhaz... Alhaz... Fucking hell. Alhazred... There it is. By Canadian occultist Donald Tyson was published by <sighs> Llewellyn Worldwide. that's I think not that's even right. hard. Yeah. Well, it's L-L-E-W-E-L-L-Y-N. Yeah. So is it Yoellen or Llewellyn? Llewellyn.
2: That's what I said. It's like Lloyd. Llewellyn. Lloyd? Lloyd has two L's at the beginning. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, that's Yoid
1: No, that's the Swedish Lloyd. Hello! <laughs> ah. Anyway, the uh, Tyson, yoid. the Yoid. Hello, <laughs> the Tyson Necronomicon is generally thought to be a uh, closer to Lovecraft's v- uh, vision than other published versions. Right. Okay, Donald Tyson has clearly stated that the, uh, the Necronomicon is fictitional but that has not prevented his book Fictitional? Fictional. That's,
2: that's what it's not saying. a word.
1: It, it says fictitional
2: right Isn't it fictional? No, it says fictional. Okay, well that's wrong.
1: Well, I didn't write that.
2: You're the one that went, said you went through the whole thing and corrected
1: shit. <laughs> It's, it's fictitional. It's fictitious. <laughs> but anyway, that has not prevented his book from being the center of some controversy. Ooh. Tyson has since published Al Has Read, a novelization of the life of the Necronomicon's author. Tyson so, had so also- published. Al good.
2: has read a
1: fictional- Al has read, yeah. Good
2: it, for him. Yeah. yeah, yeah good have. for him.
1: <laughs> He's read a lot of books. Yeah. Al's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Tyson had also been known to back Grant's thoughts about Crowley, Lovecraft, and the Akashic Records. Wow. Yeah. That's
2: pretty sweet, though. There's another yeah. guy out there that's like, yeah, yeah, most likely.
1: <laughs> and this yeah, is something that's completely seems like. Seems legit. It's not even real technically, right? That but th- you know of. But, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no science. They said there's no science. Right. There's no
2: scientific proof behind it. It's just kind of a theory. I mean, when you're dealing with shit like that, you who knows when we'll ever be able to. Figure out if that's real or not. That's true. Yes. With definitive proof. I mean, any idiot can be like, yeah, dude, I'm going to go check the Akashic records all the time. How are
1: you going to prove them wrong? To be honest, I've never heard of that before. Really? Yeah, I've never oh, heard of it. Yeah.
2: That seems like something you'd be into.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like something I'm extremely into. I can't wait to actually do that as an episode now. Very nice. Very, very, very intrigued to go down the, uh, hole. <laughs> In the hole. As a pooper? As a pooper. <laughs> go to the hole as a pooper. So the most famous of these versions of the book is the Simon Necronomicon. Yes. Named for its pseudo-mononymous pseudo. <laughs> compiler. Okay. pseudo non anemone. <laughs> <laughs> ne- 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 By the way, is uh, that hit you at all?
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but
1: yeah.
2: Not not like 100% yet. You, you, I'm getting there, though. You want another one? <laughs> no, I'm getting <good. laughs> <laughs>
1: I still got uh, to drive home. Mr. Moody has uh decided to partake in a gummy today. Yeah. Right? A little edible. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm getting there. I'm feeling it. Yeah. It's coming. Good, for you. In, in a little bit, you probably won't hear me if <laughs> you either won't hear me at all or I'm just gonna be like, Oh dude, you to fucking believe this shit <laughs> No, this thing that I just saw, it's crazy.
1: I don't know. It's... So this book is cobbled together from a mishmas, mishmash <laughs> of recontextualized Sumerian and Babylonian texts peppered with added references to fictional deities created by Lovecraft and the orientalist magical system of Alistair Crowley. It's so, a holy shit.
2: It's that whole thing again. It's
1: a fucking cornucopia of fucking crazy. Yeah. Wow. It's some... Uh, some... Yeah That's nuts Simon's text basically steals The work of pioneering Assyriologist a Yeah, yeah Assyriologist It's Someone just Someone who studies Assyria I get it 100% But it just When I look at it It says ASS And immediately I'm thinking Wouldn't that be a proctologist?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely <laughs> <A study> Ass man <laughs> Is that from Seinfeld? <laughs> yeah, <As-Man, laughs> yeah. The license plate?
1: Right Like R.C. Thompson From whose devils and evil spirits of Babylonia Many of the translations are lifted in their original context, these texts were incantations against evil spirits and various ills they caused, not spells conjuring them. Simon. Oh. Now, Simon has a tendency to present description of demons' um, evil natures in English, but slips back into translated or transliterated Akkadian when the texts begin to call for the spirits to be cast out, leading to an implication that the demons are being invoked. Rather than exercise, so he's trying oh. to summon demons. Okay, not get rid of the demons. Interesting. Yes. What are you What are you doing over there? We're, we're running into issues with the audio. I'm fixing it. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Keep going. What? Where, what, what are you doing with that? It broke. That's a that's a broken picture. Somebody else sent me. Good thing all my porn's on my other computer. <laughs> 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 kidding, kidding, by the way. Yeah,
2: yeah, he's just kidding. His other five computers. <laughs> Correct.
1: Yes, they're stockpiled. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, the ancient Mesopotamian incantations have come to be considered Satanic through a centuries long process of reinterpretation. Okay. The Simon Necronomicon reads yeah. its ancient sources through a combination of medieval demonology, 19th century the- uh, theosophy, and 20th century pulp fiction. So it's basically just a mismatch, but I fucking can't say that you word. You
2: should just stop trying.
1: Mish- <laughs> mishmash.
2: Mismatch. Fuck. What's well, well, with that like Jewish accent? <laughs> mismatch. Mis- mismatch. 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 Or are you saying mishmash? I think it's, is it mishmash? Is that what you're trying to say and that's why you're screwing it up?
1: The monster mash. The monster mash. Was a great big Are thing. you trying
2: to say like three different phrases in one? No, it is.
1: It's mishmash.
2: Yeah, mishmash.
1: My mouth hates that. Yeah. Wow.
2: That's even easier though. Mishmash? Yeah.
1: Mish. You know what it is cuz I had that a little bit when I when I do the shh noise, I get a fuck. I have yeah. a little speech impediment. I've always had that. Yeah. That's good. I say I say that's it's like you're a fucking mish- stupid mishmash. Mishmash. <laughs> mishmash. Yeah, it's it's Uh, weird. Anyway.
2: You don't have a speech impediment. You're an idiot. Fuck your face.
1: (laughs) With a speech impediment. (laughs) (laughs) You done? (laughs) You done? You done? (laughs) But despite its clear origins as a hoax... The Simon Necronomicon has been used as evidence in murder trials like that of Rod Pharrell and his so-called vampire clan. In 1996, Pharrell murdered the parents What's, of gotta, one of his... Huh? No, keep going. Uh, I gotta
2: look into this. He murdered the parents clan.
1: of one of his friends in a brutal but mundane home invasion. But numerous factors that emerged in media coverage of the time, including Pharrell's self-identification as a vampire and the discovery of a copy of the Simon Necronomicon in his car, led to the murders being reframed as a satanic ritual killing.
2: Oh. Uh,
1: this information on the Simon. This is bad luck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he just, had that book? Yeah. Oh, speaking of, that, that's another thing that uh, Chainsaw was telling me about. His buddy who killed himself, he had that book next to him, the Necronomicon, when he died. Oh, well. Wow. Just
2: trying to think. That one... Kind of
1: fucked. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <clears throat> just a be little <clears throat> Anyway, so moving on. I think going.
2: I remember reading about that story. It was like, it was in the history books. It was in like a book. About like the fucking 1500s or something. Yeah. Yeah, that was him, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember reading about that. That was just when Chainsaw was like, what, 20? That was a teenager, yeah. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> so, this information on the Simon Necronomicon comes from an article written by Gabrielle McKee for the Institute of the Study of the Ancient World. So, that. What was that guy's name? Rod? Rod Farrell. F E R R E L L. Okay. So that's the basic story and uh, the history of the Lovecraft Necronomicon. Versions of this book have been in storytelling through the ages, including Moody's favorite movies like the Evil Dead series. Yeah, dude. It also makes an appearance in Jason Goes to Hell to build the narrative that the Necronomicon was used in some capacity to bring Jason Mm -hmm. Voorhees back from the dead. And there was supposed to be. Supposedly. A
2: Jason versus Freddy versus Ash, or at least an Ash and Jason tie-in, because of the Necronomicon. That, that
1: would have been. I dope. Have,
2: They wrote. Okay, so they made a comic book series, Freddy versus Jason versus versus Ash. And the first series, it's like six books, is based off of like the script they had started writing for the movie. Oh no shit! Yeah, it's pretty cool, man.
1: That sounds awesome. But I, I, would, I, I would wish I that. wish we
2: could have seen that one. That would have been a great one. There was, I guess, it was in the pipe, but they. uh... Couldn't agree on all the uh, licensing because it was three different companies and all that. Come on, you fucks! Just put out a movie. That's what happens when
1: money's involved, dude. The Necronomicon was once again shown in Pumpkinhead Two: Electric Boogaloo. Oh wait, 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 wait! Hold on. That's not the one. That's not the one. Yeah,
2: no, that doesn't sound.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's a Blood Wings.
2: Oh right. Oh, you know what? Pumpkin Two: Electric Head. uh, Wait, was it? Electric Boogaloo. Electric Head. (laughs) Pumpkinhead Two: Electric Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. Yeah. That was when Pumpkin... That was the third one, actually. Yes. So when he came back. Right. And they had a breakdancing competition. To save if, the city. Right. If right. he lost, he was just going to wipe out the city. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Which, by the way, I adored the original Pumpkinhead movie. Oh,
2: I love I was a huge... Yeah. The first one was amazing. I haven't, loved seen, I haven't seen this one.
1: Lance Henriksen is one of my all-time oh, like horror dudes, man. He's just he so amazing. Love him. So this version of the Necronomicon was shown to be written in Sumerian instead of Arabic. That's in the uh, the Pumpkinhead 2 one. So, so what about real-life books of the dead, Logan? I would love to hear some more. Yeah? Well, there are some out there. The Egyptian Book of the Dead is probably the most famous. Hmm. The Egyptian Book of the Dead, and a lot of people, if you ever talk about the Book of the Dead, that's kind of the one they all talk about. The Egyptian. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. It's a collection of spells which enable the soul of the deceased to navigate the afterlife. And remember, they were huge into what you were going to do. Huge. A huge. Huge. Absolutely huge. Your shoes are so huge. (laughs) So they were huge into the afterlife and what was going to happen to you in the afterlife. So, you know, that's just what the Egyptians did back then. So the famous title was given the work uh, by Western scholars. The actual title would translate as the book of coming forth by day or spells for going forth by day. That is a lengthy title. That's a very long title. Book of the dead sounds way better. I agree. Yeah. And a more apt translation to English would be the Egyptian book of life. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Although the work is often referred to as the Egyptian uh, the ancient Egyptian Bible, there is no such thing although the two works share the similarity of being ancient compila- comp- compilations. compilations. <laughs> it was like <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, it's like I almost dozed off in the middle of that sentence. Compilations. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Compilations of texts. <laughs> <laughs> written at different times, eventually gathered together in book form. So you got all that. That makes sense now. The... <laughs> it's hitting him. It's totally it's hitting him. him.
2: So hard. <laughs> that, that voice, amazing.
1: It... <laughs> which one? The sleepy one? Dude, he's crying. <laughs> I hope you guys can see him crying on YouTube right now. Oh, God. I'm good. I'm good. Don't fucking do that again. So the Book of the Dead was never (laughs) codified, and no two copies of the work are exactly the same. They were created specifically for each individual who could afford to purchase one as a kind of a manual to help them after death. The afterlife was considered to be a continuation of life on Earth, and after one had passed through various difficulties and judgment in the Hall of Truth, A paradise which was a perfect reflection of one's life on earth. Okay. So basically, the more money you had, the better book of the dead of your own you had. Okay. They'd give you more. Yeah,
2: basically, they were like, they would commission these guys. Right. To be like, I want you to write one for me, but I want this in it. And like, I think we, I think it talks talks about about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About how, yeah.
1: Right. So after the soul had been uh, justified in the Hall of Truth, it passed on to cross over Lily Lake to rest in the field of reeds where one would find anything that one had lost in life and could enjoy it eternally. Okay. Basically heaven. All my wallets, <laughs> sunglasses, USB sticks. I always lose those for some fucking reason. Ugh, just, pain in the ass. Just
2: have a bucket of it. You're just like, some Stop. guy
1: walks up. <laughs> is this money good here at least? No? <laughs> Fuck it. In order to reach that paradise, however, one needed to know where to go, how to address certain gods, what to say at certain times, and how to comfort oneself in the land of the dead, which is why one would find an afterlife manual pretty fucking useful. Yeah, it's like juice. Yeah, right. You Got to know where to go, it's a what to do. Look for the recently deceased. Man, you can't just show up there. Nah, you know where to go. You back up, back in the line. Yeah, Damn, that would get, suck, Yeah, man. get in the back of the line. Stop touching everything. You know, just <laughs> fucking God up there, <laughs> like hey, you, 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 stop, stop, stop. That'd be me. I'd be walking around just poking shit. No, no, <laughs> no. You no. Put your fucking hands down by your side. <laughs> Don't make me send you back to Earth. So the Book of the Dead originated from concepts depicted in tomb paintings and inscriptions from as early as the Third Dynasty of Egypt. That's right around 2670
2: to 2613 BCE. You're just guessing that, aren't you? No, I got
1: it in front of me. Oh, okay. Yeah. By the 12th Dynasty, uh, which is 1991 to 1802 BCE, these spells with accompanying accompanying, illustrations were written on papyrus, and placed in tombs and graves with the it's a, dead. That's a good word. Papyrus. Yeah. It's a font. Yeah, it is a font. It is yeah. a font. That was actually. Uh, is, it, is
2: it a font or a font? Font. Why are you saying it like that? Because <laughs> it's a font. <laughs> no, it's, it's
1: a font. It's a font. Why do you say it so aggressively? <laughs> it's a font. Yeah. He's I'm like, making a point
2: right now. It's not font. That'd be f a u n t. No, it's not. That's font. Oh. F-O. Yeah, so it's font.
1: It's not font. How about we disagree that the English language is font. really fucking difficult? Font. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like he's saying it through his nose. Font. Yeah. No, it's font. It's sounds like the next AFLAC. Font. AF, like, font. <laughs> yeah. What kind, of, what kind of insurance you got? Font. <laughs> am I? Am I <laughs> think like you're losing a minute. It's font. Dude, it's
2: font. It's not font.
1: Hello. There you go. Now you can hear. Font yeah, yeah. is
2: yeah. F-A-U-N-T. F O N T is font. Font, not font.
1: Fant? Font. It's font. Like Fanta. I
2: fucking hate you. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> now you're pissing me off. <laughs>
1: oh, ah, oh, we lost it. Did we? Yeah. Uh, we're still going over here though. Yeah, we're still good over here. So the um their purpose, okay, as historian Margaret Bunsen explains, quote, was to instruct. You can get that back. The, the, yeah, the, yeah, we're they back up. All right, Cool. Would, was to instruct the deceased on how to overcome the dangers of the afterlife by enabling them to assume the form of several mythical creatures and to give them the passwords necessary for admittance to certain stages of the underworld.
2: A, what are the passwords, were? Right? It's like around. you're trying to get in, it's like...
1: <sighs> <laughs> special? It's a... Pooper. <laughs> pooper.
2: <laughs> that's the final one. 100 that's grand. The, that's the final one that gets you where you got to yeah. go. Can I, can I get in now?
1: What's the password? Pooper. No, that's down the street, man. You're at the wrong spot. You're in the wrong spot. Yeah. That's that's where the cool people go. Just saying. Yeah. So they also served, however, to provide the soul with foreknowledge of what would be expected at every stage. Having a book of the dead in one's tomb would be the equivalent of a student in the modern day getting their hands on all the test answers they would ever need in every grade of school. Okay. Kind of cool. I like it. At some point prior to 1600 BCE, the different spells had been divided into chapters, and by the time of the New Kingdom, the book was extremely popular. Bunsen Bunsen notes, quote, these spells and passwords were not part of a ritual, but were fashioned for the deceased to be recited in the afterlife.
2: I'm just picturing the Muppet. Like... Saying all this right now because you keep saying Bunsen,
1: <laughs> isn't that him? No, no, that's Beaker. Beaker. that's oh, Beaker. Beaker, yeah. Yeah, Bunsen, Bunsen is the, the, scientist the... He's, the, he's the scientist Beaker. <laughs> no, that's that's Kermit. Hold on, Kermit. Bunsen, what did he sound like? Kermit the frog. <laughs> that was terrible. yeah. That, I don't know. No, that no was... that's
2: what I picture though. I'm just like, you're talking, but I'm picturing him just like
1: <laughs> just yattering off. Yeah, yeah it's pretty it's funny. Great. So if someone were sick and feared they might die, they would go to a scribe and have them write up a book of spells for the afterlife. The scribe would need to know what kind of life the person had lived in order to surmise the type of journey they could expect after death.
2: So basically, none of them got into heaven because they all lied their asses off and didn't know the real answers.
1: Or maybe that's how it works.
2: Also, wouldn't it suck to pay all that money to have this elaborate... book of death made and then you like you lived another 40 years
1: <laughs> and you totally a change as a person the book. yeah, you change as a person you got to go back and get another one can you fix this listen i kicked the cat last week i'm sorry I just
2: need you to take like page one through the whole rest of the
1: book out <laughs> and replace just it. just burn it just burn it just burn the fucking book yeah so anyway they need to know who that was so prior to the new kingdom the book of the dead was only available to the royalty and the elite The popularity of the Osiris myth in the period of the New Kingdom made people believe the spells were indispensable because Osiris featured so prominently in the Soul's Judgment in the afterlife. As more and more people desired their own Book of the Dead, scribes obliged them and the book became just another commodity produced for sale. Bunsen writes, quote, The (laughs) <laughs> Buns, now i got now you got me to do it son of a bitch the individual could decide the number of chapters to be included the types of illustrations and the quality of the papyrus used the individual was limited only by his or her financial resources so the more money you had the more elaborate of a book you had
2: so instead of a book of the dead i just have like a pamphlet of the dead you have a sheet <laughs>
1: You that, know, that, you, that sounds you, you terrible. you have a folded <laughs> piece of paper, just like a football. Like a football. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, what's the, one of
2: those real skinny yeah, post notes that are like this long. And like what this are those long? things
1: called where you used to like predict things? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh the paper yeah, things where you yeah. go. Yeah. Bam,
2: bam, bam, bam. My, dude, my kids love that shit. Right? What, what the, in the hell are those called? That, I don't know. They're I never knew they were called. Yeah, I,
1: don't what called. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. And it, it predicted your future too, didn't it? It did. Yeah. It said I would be right here or like the most uncomfortable chair in the world.
2: Yeah, that's spot on. That's pretty
1: good. I don't know who wrote. Yeah, but you better get them back. <laughs> it continued to vary in form and size until uh, right around 650 BCE when it was fixed at 190 uniform spells. Okay. Wow. But still, people could add or subtract what they wanted to from the text.
2: So Aww. you could get they had a they had a set. It was like they set the rules. They're like, all right, look. They sat down. And they're like, what do we need to do to make this? Because this shit is getting old. Like I'm writing ten different ones this week. I can't do this shit anymore. Right. They were like. What are your 10 most popular spells? What are yours? So they went around and gathered them all. Right. Like, they just went hey, in the back.
1: Throw them in. All right. Threw in a copy quick. Those are our
2: spells right Ka-ting, there that Ka-ting. are in every book because those are the most popular. Right. Yeah. That makes like, sense. Like, seriously, I wonder if that's how they did it. Like, how did they choose what were the uniform 100? It had to
1: have been the, the most popular ones. Probably the same ones that everybody always asked for or they didn't yeah, need or yeah. whatever. They'd have to.
2: Like, that was. Yeah, I'm just wondering. That's crazy.
1: I would assume so. So other copies of the book continue to be produced with more or less spells depending on what the buyer could afford right the one spell which every copy seems to have had however was spell 125 so what was spell 125 you ask well guess what i'm gonna fucking tell you really yeah it's intriguing spell 125 is actually pretty cool and it's a story that spans other religious texts in different forms it is essentially the judging of a person at the gates of the afterlife in this case it is the judging of the heart of the deceased by the god osiris in the hall of truth As it was vital that the soul passed the test of the weighing of the heart in order to gain paradise, knowing what to say and how to act before Osiris, Thoth, Anubis, and the 42 judges. That's apparently what they had. Ah, that's so many. That's a lot of judges. (laughs) A little too many. I've been in front of one judge before and I pissed my pants, so yeah, (laughs) just 42 of them would just freak me out. Yeah. But it was considered the most important information the deceased could arrive with. When a person died, Anubis would guide that person to the Hall of Truth so that they could make the negative confession. This was a list of 42 sins the person could honestly say they had never indulged in. Once the negative confession was made, Osiris, Thoth, Anubis, and the 42 judges would confer, and if the confession was accepted, the heart of the deceased was then weighed in the balance against the white feather of Ma'at, the feather of truth. If the heart was found to be lighter than the feather, the soul passed. She was a witch? And went on toward paradise. They were allowed to go through, and if the heart was heavier, it was thrown under the fucking floor, or it was devoured by the monster goddess Amut, and the soul would ex- cease to exist. Damn. <laughs> Those are both pretty fucking excessive. I'm not going to lie there. Like, A bit much.
2: Yeah. It's such the, out. like, one of them's just like, oh, here you go. Float off, soul. You're good to go. Yeah. And you. Just fuck like,
1: you. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, fuck. Like, that's literally, that's, that's, yeah. devoured by
2: fucking dog gods and shit. Yeah.
1: Hoot. And by the way, the monster got us a moot. It just immediately makes me think of the dogs from Ghostbusters for some reason. Yeah. That's where I go. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. The reason that this spell is included in every book is fairly obvious. One needed to know the different gods' names and what they were responsible for, but one also needed to know such details as the names of the doors in the room. Oh, my. And the floor one needed to walk across. Okay. One even needed to know the names of one's own feet. Oh. That's fucking Bill and Todd. <laughs> Is that, is that your feet name? No, I don't know. Oh, mine's mine's fucking right and left. I don't know. It's, I, I, <laughs> good old righty. <laughs> good, old, good old right and left. Left's been fucking with me lately. I don't know. Anyway. Left is a dick. Yeah. So as the with him. I can't do anything. <laughs> Always falling asleep. <laughs> Wake the fuck up. You... As the soul answered each deity and uh, object with the correct response, they would hear the reply, quote, you know us, pass by us, and could continue. <laughs> The spell finished up with a summary of what to wear and even what to offer. It read as follows, quote, the correct procedure in this hall of justice. One shall utter this spell pure and clean and clad in white garments and sandals, painted with black eye paint and anointed with myrrh. There shall be offered to him meat and poultry, incense, bread, beer, fucking beer. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And herbs. All right, herbs. And when you have put this written yeah. procedure on a clean floor of ochre overlaid with earth upon <laughs> which no swine or small cattle have trodden.
2: What if it's a large cattle?
1: What if it's a cloven hoof animal? Uh, listen, it's a Isn't small.
2: small a subjective word, though? yeah well no I mean because like that's an argument though because like you're just like oh no dude there was a small cow that walked there like dude that fucking wasn't small that was at least medium size you're like arguing with gods well that's at that
1: point where you just go uh, like what the fuck I seem bigger
2: yeah well that's right? what I'm saying it's subjective Yeah. and in that case who's right like would it just automatically go to the god because he's the god I'm right or is the person who said no that's medium are they right
1: oh well, there's 42 judges and one of you so good luck
2: it's like, do they go for like a, a, like a vote? Do they all vote? You have to get at least half? They're whispering. Did
1: you think it was small? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, know do I've seen know. bigger. Are you sure? Yeah, but I've also seen smaller. <laughs> so, so, wait a minute. Hey, what, what about you? I don't know. Is it medium size then? Hey, I think me. so. Yeah, but Bill said that it's, it's not big. Yeah, but Bill's a dick. I know, but he's still part of it. He's a fucking judge. I don't know what to say. What do you
2: want me to tell him? I don't know, Too, He's only here because his dad's a judge. I know, but that's... Okay, listen. How about this? I don't think Hey, I'm right here. And Bill's like, hey, fuck you guys! It was small. My dad
1: said it was small, all right? So there were quite a number of slips the soul might make. However between arrival at the Hall of Truth and the boat ride to paradise, the Book of the Dead includes spells for any kind of circumstance, but it does not seem one was guaranteed to survive these twists and turns. <laughs> so, in other sense. words, you can die and That's then it. die again? Well, you
2: don't go, you don't get passed on to heaven or whatever they have there. So, you, you just... I guess you're done. Your soul's just fucking... Just fizzles out? out of the earth, just, I guess, uh, Or it's taken to the fucking...
1: Just a fart in a windstorm. Bye. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. So um uh, let's see where was i, I just think right. it's
2: funny that, like you get all the it's like you get all the answers you're like dude this is all i gotta do cool and then you so fuck it up it's like you t- it's it's a fucking step-by-step manual and it's like you put this screw side in first before this side so you just fucked yourself
1: sounds about every time i've ever made anything yeah yeah
2: he's like oh this must go here ah,
1: i got this and then you go back like 15 steps later to try put it all together and like son of a bitch that's where that screw goes into the thing
2: that, that i didn't read yeah
1: that part that i can't even fucking reach now i gotta I mean, take the like, whole thing apart or like Those lock I, washers are on there and god damn it if i gave you like like it said earlier you get the
2: answers to the tests so like that's if you got an exact copy of the test and you still fucking failed
1: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, upside down. So not every detail described above was included in the vision of every era of Egyptian history. In some periods, the modifications are minor, while in others, the afterlife is seen as a perilous journey toward a paradise that is only temporary. (laughs) At some points in the culture, the way to paradise was very straightforward after the soul was justified by Osiris, while in others, crocodiles might thwart the soul or bends in the road may prove dangerous, or demons might appear to trick or even fucking attack.
2: Funny story. It's not really funny, but it it pertains. Okay. uh, Because they talk about crocodiles, right? Okay. My my, uh, family name on my mom's side is Sebek, which is actually the Egyptian crocodile god. Thought that was cool. It is
1: pretty dope. I didn't know that there was an Egyptian crocodile god. It's Seabek. <laughs> <laughs> sure right. It's, yeah, I'm sure it's pronounced differently, but
2: that's how huh? it's the same spelling. Yeah. It's, it's,
1: pro- it's pronounced Seabass.
2: Oh, man. I can't kick his ass.
1: <laughs> kick his ass, Seabass! <laughs> so... Um, uh, Jesus Christ, I forgot where I was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, with the crocodiles and stuff. In these cases, the soul need, uh, needed it spells to survive and reach paradise. So spells included in the book included titles such as for repelling a crocodile, which comes to take away.
2: Yeah, you don't want to get taken away by a right?
1: crocodile. For driving off a snake.
2: Okay, that's just usually a boot or something.
1: For not being eaten by a snake in the realm of the dead. That's a tough one. One. For not dying again in the realm of the dead, that seems important.
2: Yeah, that one would be. Would you just? That's probably the only one you need to know, yeah, really, exactly. isn't it? <laughs> at that
1: point, yeah. I don't even, shy, come back. Just give me that one. I don't need the rest. fuck How that me, snake. Just give me this button.
2: Yeah. So you were gonna give me twelve spells, anyways? Can I just get twelve of these spell? Right, right. And I'll just use that. Just one. Just give me that one. That's all I need. Over
1: and over. Also, for being transformed into a divine falcon, oh, again, probably the only one you need. For being transformed into a lotus, yeah. For being transformed into a phoenix. Ooh, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good one. For being transformed into more than meets the eye. I don't... And I don't so on.
2: More than meets the eye. All right, more than meets the eye. What's this spell do? Turn it it turns into you into more than meets the that's eye. That's
1: right. What does that mean?
2: It means you, you're the fucking man. Or is it like you look pathetic as fuck now, but there's more to meets the eye?
1: See, exactly. That's so you're there like. in all technicalities. So it's, it's like,
2: does it, like, do you say that and, like, you're in a costume all of a sudden?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you take off your cloak like, ha-ha! I'm actually more than meets the eye. And then they just fucking shoot you and you walk away. Anyway. So the Book of the Dead, as noted, was never used for magical transformations on Earth. The spells only worked in the afterlife. The claim that the Book of the Dead was some kind of sorcerer's text is as wrong and unfounded as the comparison with The Bible. The Egyptian Book of the Dead is also nothing like the, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, although these two works are often equated as well. The information about the Egyptian Book of the Dead that we got was taken from a great article on worldhistory.org. It's a great resource for anything historical, so if you guys get out there and check that out, that's where we got that from. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of the Tibetan Book of the Dead, huh,
2: oh, funny how that worked
1: out. And every time I even hear the word Tibet, I just think of um the golden dog. golden child. Oh. No. <laughs> I want the knife. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I, 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 I want the knife. <laughs> it's such a good movie. Oh, he killed it in the 80s. Oh, movie. God, he was so good. Like, every movie had him in it, and every movie was amazing.
2: Yeah. So good. And then he did fucking Nutty Professor.
1: Yeah. Mm, it was still pretty good decent. I thought good. it was okay. It was yeah. A, yeah. Him, uh, was We're good. talking about Eddie Murphy, by the way, if you guys are aware yeah, anyway. So although in Tibet there is no single text directly referred to as the Tibetan Book of the Dead, this English work is the primary source for Western understandings of Tibetan Buddhist conceptions of death.
2: Okay? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the white man wrote it about Buddhist conceptions of death.
1: Right. Interesting. These understandings have been highly influenced by Western spiritualist movements of the 20th and 21st centuries. Okay. Resulting in efforts to adapt and synthesize various frameworks of other religious traditions, particularly those from Asian societies that are viewed as esoteric or mystical, including tantric or Tibetan Buddhism. Yeah. Isn't tantric sex like about having an intense orgasm without having intercourse?
2: Yee, something like that. It's not like
1: you just read it out of the dictionary right now.
2: No. No, I know. It's really, it's like, really it's a real thing. And it's like really slow. Yeah. Like it's, it's, and annoying. it's a band
1: too. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. I love Tantric.
2: What do they sing?
1: Uh, oh, I actually know. Uh, what is it? It's, uh oh, that's Days of the New. Shit. The guy from Tantric was in Days of the New. Let's f- I don't remember. Anyway, I can't it doesn't matter. what
2: their song was. I know they had like one really big hit.
1: Yeah. They had a real big one. I can't remember what it was. It was huge. Huge. <laughs> Huge. So, it, uh, this has resulted in creative forms of appropriation, re-interpre- reinterpretation, and misrepresentation of Tibetan views and rituals surrounding death, Those? which often neglect the historical and religious real- realities of the tradition itself. In other words, it's fucking. Those it fucks everything up, bastards. It fucks everything up. Yeah. Did you find out what uh, who that was? Uh, yes, there's a bunch of songs, but the one that I know from is What's called that? "Coming Undone." Uh, but their top hits are "Breakdown," "Down and Out," "Astounded." chain
2: breakdown I'd, I'd have to fucking hear him
1: oh yeah it's that breakdown dip down, deep down deep. Yeah, i don't know whatever yeah. <laughs> that's, Actually.
2: that's another fucking uh beverly hills cop reference
1: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing oh oh shit that nah, might be that like pipe. i think it might be the same freaking lyrics in those two songs too yeah because that's uh that's i don't know i've never heard, i don't know that song what is his name it's uh the guy it's from glenn fry glenn fry. fry yeah yeah Sick down, sick down. You, everybody want to do the one. No, okay, it's sorry. So all, no, I yeah, like that, was, that. That was him like hanging out at the, the back of the semi, Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That was the Pointer That sisters. was the Pointer yeah. Sisters. Yeah. Hot, Danny, doing a new dance. Yeah, God, I love that fucking movie. Shit. Oh, anyway, the Tibetan Book of the Dead is a prime example of such a process, despite the lack of a truly existing Book of the Dead. Numerous <laughs> translations, commentaries, and comparative studies on this book continue to be produced by both scholars and adherents of the tradition, making it a focal point for the uh, dissemination and transference of Tibetan Buddhism in the West. Okay, we following that? No. <laughs> Buddhism in the West. I heard that. Basically, they're trying to they're trying to put it so we can understand it. When in reality, they're kind of fucking it up. Yeah, it sounds about right. Uh, like, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? So trying to make,
2: by by trying to make it more accessible, they're they're fucking it
1: yeah, up. Yeah, and they're just kind of like convoluting it and mixing it with other shit and whatever. And it's, it's instead of just leaving it the fuck alone. You know, how yeah we've done everything forever. Yeah. Right, right. So the set of Tibetan block prints that was the basis for the original publication of the Tibetan Book of the Dead in 1927 by Walter Y. Evans Wintz consisted of portions of the collection known as Tibetan... Uh, in Tibetan as the great liberation through hearing in the intermediate state of bardo thadol. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Again, whew, the great liberation through hearing in, an in, in the intermediate state of or bardo thadol. Okay. Good. Or bardo thos grod chin mo. Very good. Yeah.
2: See, I didn't know the first
1: one, but when you said that. I yeah, now you got it, right? Sense, yeah, yeah, now it makes sense. This work is said to have been authored by... Uh, Oh boy. <laughs> Padmas <Padmas-ba-ba-va.
2: laughs> What the f- What did you just say?
1: Pad padmas-a-va. Ah fuck, I had it right the first time. Padmas <laughs> Or Pad, pad- padmas-a- Okay, listen. P A D M A S A M B H A V A. Come again. Exactly. In the 8th century CE, who subsequently had the work buried. It was rediscovered in the 14th century by the treasure revealer, uh Dirt Stone, um which is also the Karma Lingpa.
2: Can I can I, ask, can I ask you a question really quick?
1: <laughs> sure.
2: Is that? Okay. Is it called the Dirt Stone like D I R T S T O N E? No. Okay, because I was like, if he just said the dirt stone with that fucking weird no, accent, no, it's, it's to clear. try to make
1: it like sound cooler. It's G T E R, dirt. G T E R, dirt. G T E R, And then stone, S T O N.
2: Okay, which I, is probably it's, I, it's, it's
1: it's probably Bill no, no, Stevens, no. and it's just a no, fucking... it was just
2: like I was like, did he, I thought it was like literally the way you pronounce it. I thought I heard dirt stone. I'm like.
1: Is he trying to class up dirt stone? Yeah. <laughs> and however, the dirt stone is coming. i it like, it's, it's
2: dirt stone. Dude. Like, what is... it's
1: so, for... <laughs> however, as a subject for literary and historical inquiry, it is nearly impossible to determine what Tibetan text should be classified under the Western conceptual rubric of the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Okay. Just so
2: you know. <laughs> i did not write that <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it's due partly to the tibetan tendency to transmit textual traditions through various redactions so they change it all the time which inevitably changed the content and order of the collected works. so basically they'll say something and they'll be like hold on a second that's not quite right or we've changed since then yeah and so everything coming out after that is always going to be fucking different, different right. so every- there's no like one straight fucking- right it's like the fucking telephone game of Books of the Dead. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. So, despite this challenge, the few uh, systematic efforts made by scholars of Tibetan and Buddhist studies to investigate Bardo Thodol literature and its uh, associated funerary tradition mm-hmm. have been thorough, and the works produced by Brian Cueves and Donald Lopez Jr. are particularly are particularly, particularly noteworthy. I fucking hate that word, son of a bitch. <laughs> Anyway, the bardo Thodol is essentially a funerary manual designed to guide the individual toward recognizing the signs of impending death and transverse, or <laughs> traversing the intermediate state, okay, between death and rebirth and to guide one's uh, consciousness to a favorable next life. So, um, da, 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 hold on a second. Oh, um, Buddhism, right, right, right. Yes. Buddhism, uh, they believe in reincarnation. reincarnation. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Sure. So that kind of makes sense yeah. with this whole thing. It does. Yeah. I, I, what do you mean? I was, I was more so stating. I wasn't asking. I was stating. I, I'm glad you weren't asking because I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, these instructions provide detailed descriptions of visions and other sensory experiences that one encounters when dying and during the post mortem state. The texts are meant to be read aloud to the deceased by the living to encourage the consciousness to realize the illusory or dreamlike nature of these experiences and thus to attain liberation. Through this recognition, which is fucking super cool if you think about it. Wow. Yeah. So just because yeah. the body's kind of dead, yeah. the consciousness still, may still be there. Still, yeah. So they're talking to the consciousness then like, okay, listen,
2: this is what you need to do. This is what your
1: ass needs to do right now. <laughs> well, they you're, say that you're fucked right now, yeah. but
2: they, I have this. Go to say the light, Caroline.
1: They do say though that your uh, your brain still works like 13 minutes after <clears throat> you're like dead, dead, like everything just stops working. Well, maybe. Yeah, but how is that even possible? If 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 like you. You're just not getting oxygen anywhere, but there's still electrical pulses going yeah, through. So you probably could count. still yeah, have auditory and stuff like that.
2: Did you know there was a there was a serial killer? His like, uh, the fuck was it? It was like an old timey guy, okay. but uh, he was basically like uh, blood. It was this thing he liked blood, and like he liked to kill people. And, like, like he stabbed a girl to death while he was like b- raping her or something one time. Yeah. I mean, dude it was brutal. It was um, anyways. His last words were to like the he was he got the guillotine. Okay. And his last words were like, "I hear it's true that the
1: oh the my brain, dude, I just I just listened to the, uh, the brain a, lives a podcast on. on him.
2: The brain lives on for however long. He's it's like, the vampire is it, of Dusseldorf. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah, that's who Curt, it is.
2: Is that Curtin?
1: C- yes, yes.
2: He was uh, yeah. He says I'm like, it, like basically asking if it was true that you could still hear after you were dead for, for a little bit because he, he said that would be. Hear, the blood rushing from the stump. And he his said neck. his Whoa. his
1: words to him were um, something like, "Yeah do you do you think you can still hear afterwards? Because hearing my own head being cut off would be the uh like the quintessential thing. Yeah,
2: like, it would be like the
1: it be yeah. And it dude, wow. fucked up. Yeah, that dude was fucked up.
2: That just reminded me. Of he that. used
1: to beat people to death uh, just randomly with a fucking hammer. Huh. He would just walk around with a hammer in his fucking pocket and he saw you. Was that curtain? That... Yeah, same guy.
2: Because Macabre has a great song about that
1: dude. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that's who it is. Yeah. Anyway, fuck him. So, this presentation is indicative, as we're talking about here, indicative of a complex and intricate conceptual framework built around notions of death, impermanence, and their stare. Oh, shit. Uh, So, ah, (laughs) so, terological. I got that okay. uh, propensities within a tantric buddhist program developed in tibet over a millennium particularly within the context Nailed of it. of uh, <laughs> <laughs> to get to this one nyingma okay a, a esoteric tradition known as Zokjin. right so that's what it is it's called Dzog Jin from nyingma so okay. it, it, anyway, okay. what they okay. did, this is something that's been going on forever, basically. Yeah. And th- when, you know, they, they've done it and they had their own things. And again, they change, they transfer, sure. whatever. And then somebody from Westerner comes over and goes, oh, we really want to write this down. Well, how do you write it fucking down when there's so many different variations of it? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So Anyway, Tibet and other tantric Buddhist societies throughout the Himalaya have developed a variety of technologies for practically applying Buddhist understandings of death and so this particular book is by no means the only manual utilized during the dying and post-mortem states, nor is it even necessarily included in all Tibetan or Himalayan funerary traditions. Nevertheless, this work has captured the interest of Western societies for the past century and has unofficially become the principal introduction not only to Tibetan death rites, but also to Tibetan Buddhism in general for the West that's us over here. Mm-hmm. Information in this summary was taken from the Oxford Research Encyclopedia website. So that's where we uh, looked that up and yeah. found the info on that. Is the information?
2: Yeah, I've uh, I've made it a a a point a, a goal of mine to start referencing where we get our cuz without that shit we wouldn't have us. Yeah, absolutely. We so got to give everyone credit. Yeah, so I'm trying to, to yeah. credit, yeah, give credit like some of these websites are super cool, have a ton of ton of info on like tons of different shit. So that's why, you know, we're trying to, I'm trying to make it like, you got to give them their props. If yeah, that's where absolutely. We're getting our,
1: Credit where credit's due. If 100%. I know,
2: if I know the places that we're getting the information, then I'm, I got to share it. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So. We, we should be doing that as well. Yeah. I just you think know. it's plus, you know.
1: So to go I'm along with these, so and should. I believe this is our last one here, there is the, also the lesser known Texan Book of the Dead. The Texan, there's a Texan Book of a the Dead. Texan Book of the Dead, really? Okay. This one is followed by a certain group of people in the Americas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, a lot of people don't really know about this one, by the way. They never don't. Of I've it. never heard. Have yeah. yeah. you heard of it? No, never I, heard of it. Did you okay. know about it? Um, a little bit. I've heard of in circles. Okay. But I've never. I didn't know a lot about it. So, there are All some right. interesting passages in it, and they read as follows: "Quote, you say you want to go to heaven. Well, I got the plans." kind of walks like Sasquatch, but it breeds like Kubla Khan. In original dialect, it's really quite cryptical. Yeah? Yeah. Following that, it says, it's that's, given me powers, crazy, but kept me low. Many have scorned this. Modern day Pharisees fat with espressos. Hmm.
2: Interesting. Yeah, so it seems maybe, how long has espresso been around?
1: Espresso's probably been around for a while. Whenever someone took a fucking bean and went, fuck yeah, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: that's a good point.
1: Yeah. Good you know what I mean?
2: I mean, it Italian, and Italy's been around for a long time. Right, so.
1: Yeah. right. So it also continues with, you want to know paradise? Do you want to know hell? Ooh. Want to drink that cool, clear liquor? Better dig a little deeper in the well.
2: I wonder what you find. Yeah.
1: It goes on to reveal That's the weird. mantra. Does it does, does it say, like, what
2: language is this? It was this... An English thing?
1: I, I believe so. I believe so. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a I book in so. Texas. So yeah. maybe. Yeah, okay. It's, it's yeah. Texas, yeah. Okay. It goes on to reveal the mantra you need to recite to move on in the afterlife. Do you guys want to know what that mantra is? I would love to hear it. Yeah. This is in Texas. I want to know what I'm, de- dealing, with right. Texas, know what I'm de- dealing with. All right. It goes, and you guys got to take this seriously. This is word
0: but, for word. This is
1: word for word. And you guys need to like, learn this seriously. Right. Like, I'm listeners, listening. poopers out there, listen to this. Like, get this okay. in your head, okay? Oh, okay. I can't wait to hear this. All right. I'm listening. It goes, one for the money, two for the show. And a knick knack paddy whack, give the Lord a handicap. Oo ee, oo ah twing twang, walla walla bing bang. Oo ee, oo ah ah, twing twing, walla walla bang bang. Oh yeah. Oo ee, oo ah B I N G O. Oo ee, oo ah ah, E I E I O. So you guys have to recite that. All right. You have yeah. to learn these things. And that, that'll get us past this. Yes. So. Every time yes. I do a push-up now when I go for I'm, 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 I'm gonna recite this. That's the mantra. Right. That's so the mantra. it okay. finishes with an emphatic phrase to remind you that on the afterlife, in the afterlife, you're not running the shots anymore. No. Okay? Because okay. Okay, you're not, because you're dead, no, you're dude. Dead. Yeah. You're going someplace else. And, and if you simply,
2: forgot that mantra, you're fucked. Yeah, right. And off. it
1: simply reads: quote, it? Yeah. It is written, I have spoken. So put this in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> I'm, be, I'm like trying to be serious i can't do it. Uh, so if you made it through that with us you probably understand that it was just a bunch of bullshit texan book of the dead is actually a song by the band clutch that we love so much but we figured we'd have some fun with it so you know Think that the song has a deeper meaning, referring to the ridiculousness of trendy ideas about spirituality and the process of life and death. See? Fucking love, clutch.
2: Just like you being so serious. Oh yeah, with I was the, trying. It is written. Yeah, I've. i have sp-
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, put it, it in your pipe it. and smoke it. Yeah, I was trying really hard, dude. <laughs> Did you see, like God, <laughs> <laughs> he's standing there. It is written, and I, God, have spoken. Now, put it in your pipe. And hath spoken, or smoking,
2: whatever. <laughs> whatever. He's a total asshole one day. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make this. And someone's like, ah, oh, God, I don't think that'd be a good idea. <laughs> He's like, it is written, and I have spoken. me <coughs> fucking point with smoking.
1: So fuck off, you. It's,
2: it's like assistance, like, whoa, dude. Whoa.
1: I have spoken. So it. listen, been- before we get into the movies, we actually have a new sponsor. Wait, we do? Yes.
2: Yeah, we do. We have a new uh... sponsor
1: and we want you guys all to, you know, listen, we've, we've been getting a lot of sponsors and it's been really awesome. So do us a favor, check these guys out and let us know what you think. Today's episode is brought to you by the ultimate, one star, shitty, insufferably long, download time online game, Best Farts. Join over seven people who are already playing this horribly rated, expensive as hell, puzzle misadventure. Enter the world of diarrhea and collect nasty characters like Ghost Poo, the Hershey Squirts, and the Green Apple Splatters. Level them up and defeat the turds. With more than two miserable levels, hate your pathetic life with hours and hours of poopy agony. Download it today for Dreamcast, Skypager, and all outdated flip phone devices. Best farts, because fuck it. Well, I mean... That's a great sponsor to have. I want that. Dude. We've made it. We yeah. we officially have a a, a game. <laughs> that's awesome. That's dude. that we can spot or that sponsors us. Yeah, that's great. It's amazing. Two levels <laughs> 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 on my dreamcast. Two whole levels. I cannot wait.
2: Can you imagine how hard those levels are? <laughs>
1: They're probably ridiculous. How? I mean, it's the best one-star rated game out there.
2: Also, if there's only two levels, how can you get at least three different characters?
1: (laughs) I I didn't make the game, Moody. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea how it goes.
2: It's an A-plus game, guys. It is. uh, You need a download. You guys go
1: look up and find best farts because it's fucking beautiful. That's that's a real thing. And obviously it's not true! Son of a bitch! (laughs) We just wanted to throw that in there this week because fuck it. I like that you felt you had to explain yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> somebody right now is going, that's farts. <laughs> like going to the app store trying to give <laughs> I was trying to do that. I was like, oh, maybe I'll download it right now. <laughs> so, listen, it's time for my favorite part of the uh, show. It, okay. it is the movies. And now, it's time the for another beer. Review. Ta-da. So we're going to be discussing seven terrifying movies featuring the Necronomicon. Okay,
2: we need to take a vote before we do this. Okay. I haven't seen this list. Okay, Normally okay. I put the movie list in there, but I haven't I seen have, this so
1: okay. you guys go ahead and take a vote.
2: Of the seven, yep. how many do you think are actually terrifying? <laughs> one.
1: Okay. All right, so the I'm seven go zero, terrifying okay. ones here. The first one that we have here is the Dunwich Horror from 1970. That's a boy Lovecraft. That's a Lovecraft story. This movie never got rave reviews, but it did add to the pop culture relevance to the history of the Necronomicon. Despite its blatant 1970 style, it has a sort of creepy charm to it. This particular hmm, Mm. mystery is taken from Lovecraft's novel by the same name in which Wilbur Wheatley, a seemingly harmless young man, coerces a female virgin from California University to be the vessel for the spawn of the devil. Sounds right. It's worth a watch, even if it's just to learn more about what the Necronomicon, my mouse, can do when it's in the hands of someone who wants to destroy the world. So there you go.
2: So I'd be like if I had the Necronomicon.
1: Correct. so the next one on our list is the entire evil dead franchise boom oh yeah so not even like just one of the movies it's like all of them it's because they're all fucking amazing they are pretty awesome
2: yes also ash versus the evil dead amazing i just finished the series
1: yeah yeah did you
2: yeah I had watched seasons, like, one and two, like, when it was out, and then I never watched the third season.
1: Yeah. So did they end the season as in, like, it's done, or did they end it, like, they were hoping they, for a fourth?
2: I, they left it open like there was going to be another one, but it also works as, like, a great fucking ending. So. Okay.
1: Awesome. Holy shit. Speaking of (laughs) Necronomicon. So, yeah, we know the Evil Dead franchise constitutes four movies, a series, as well as a handful of crossover movies, comic books, and more. But we're going to count it as one for the sake of this list. New ones being filmed right now. Yeah, that's That's so cool. cool. As for the Necronomicon, as far as it's concerned, it's a pretty much it's pretty much contained in the four feature films as well as the television series, the supernatural horror film franchise with the brainchild of the one and only Sam Raimi whoa, whoa. and revolves around the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, which is referenced as an ancient Sumerian text that systematically targets and possesses its victims. Initially, a group of teenagers, dumb teenagers, who are staying in a cabin overnight in *The Evil Dead*? The franchise devolves into a sort of comedic horror hybrid, which suits fans just fucking fine.
2: Yeah, it's it's.
1: Yeah, they're amazing. They're just it's good. Great. They're so good.
2: It's because there's a reason they're my favorite. They're so good. There's a reason they're
1: my favorite. Good, Cause they're good. They're amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. So next one on our good. list here is *Jason Goes to Hell: The Final Friday*. They're connected. Yeah. The ninth chapter of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, uh, where we get to, uh, yet another dose of our favorite supernatural psycho, Jason Voorhees. We see Jason return from the dead in order to possess uh, to possess the body of a medical coroner. Oh yeah, I do remember this one now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So we realize that even after terrible. his death, we could never escape the t- uh, the fate of Camp Crystal Lake. This movie is one of several interesting crossovers, interesting, that appears with Raimi's Evil Dead franchise, as the Necronomicon and the Candarian Dagger appear within the movie very briefly. Here's the thing, though, and Adam Marcus confirmed it later on. Jason Voorhees is now a deadite yep. after his mother made a deal yep. with the devil to bring her son back. Holy oh, shit. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Confirmed. Holy shit. That's fucking cool. Why aren't they doing more with that? Told you. Remember, we, told, we talked about it earlier. Yeah, Man, but why, they, why are they not doing that? Huge, that would be huge. That would be amazing. Huge, At least give huge. us a series. You know, like like a small little mini series or something like that.
2: Yeah, come on Netflix. Yeah, one of you guys, just not Apple TV because fuck you
1: Apple. Yeah, they do. (laughs) As everything I own is Apple products. Sorry. I don't know. I don't don't own one. So the next one on our list is Necronomicon Book of the Dead from 1994. Seems self-explanatory. This film is a collection of three terrifying lovecraft stories brought together as an anthology. In the cold, it revolves around a scientist who cannot tolerate warm temperatures. Okay. The Drowned tells the story of a man who inherits a dilapidated mansion from his uncle and whispers concerns two police officers who have to deal with a particular resident of a horrifying subterranean community. Particular, particular. <laughs> I got hung up a little bit on the because I didn't know I didn't know if I was going to fuck it up or not. And it was like, is there
2: a, wait, is there a lead at
1: the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I was reading it like, oh, please don't do a fucking Lee at the end. Um, <laughs> next one here is Out of Mind: The Stories of H.P. Lovecraft from 1998. I have not seen this one. This particular movie never made it to the big screen. In fact, oh. the low budget and actors made this a less refined yet interesting take on Lovecraft's original creations. We follow the story of a young man who inherits a book the Necronomicon from an estranged uncle and against his better judgment begins to investigate the uh, content of the book quite intently Mm -hmm. after reading from the book he begins to be haunted by disturbing dreams that are reminiscent of the Lovecraft universe this leads them or him to become interested in the writings of the father of cosmic horror himself so basically he reads it and all of a sudden just like well I really like H.P. Lovecraft great movie guys I like it yeah all right this one the theater bazaar from 2011 Seen it? No, No, seen it? No, no, no. no. This anthology of horror, features an anthology, really, features a myriad of inexplicable and terrifying stories, part spiraling insanity, part supernatural exploration, and Nola Penny is obsessed with what is thought to be a long-abandoned theater. Acting upon her impulse of curiosity, she sneaks in one night, and what she finds in that dilapidated auditorium is a show she could never have expected. This show features six different stories, and while it might not be a huge part of the story, there is one entitled Mother of Toads, which is basically or based loosely on a story by Clark Ashton Smith, a colleague of H.P. Lovecraft's. Uh-oh. Yeah, I was like, fucking took forever to get that string moving. I Jesus,
2: loved, I loved at the end of what I can't remember what you said, what sentence it was.
1: You were like out of breath. So it just came out of rah! That's exactly how I do it, yeah. That Smith's story is regularly featured the Necronomicon, so and this one is no exception. Don't say it. So the last one. All right. The last yeah. one here. We've gone I, through seven already? Yeah, this is the seventh. Oh, I haven't shit. seen this, but I've heard awesome shit. All right. Because, okay, I was a fan of the movie Mandy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nicolas Cage. Yeah. He basically just fucking goes and. Just wreaks havoc and revenge on fucking people that killed his old lady. Speaking of, do you see he's coming out with a new movie? No. Dude. What's it called? Ah oh, shit. Is it's... it is it called Color Out of Space? No 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. So loosely based on the short story by Lovecraft. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. I did know that. I did know that. Color Out of Space is possibly the most successful movie to come out of the body of work of H.P. Lovecraft. This isn't, of course, due to a flaw in his story so much as inability to capture the cosmic horror subgenre in which Lovecraft is responsible. This doesn't follow the short story that Lovecraft wrote specifically, so it can't be judged based on those merits, but it does capture the essence of Lovecraft's cosmic horror. This movie focuses on a secluded farm that is struck by a strange meteorite, the consequences of which are quite disastrous for the family who lives there with the potential of it reaching the rest of the world. I got to watch wow. that now. I think I'm going to yeah, watch that tonight. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. I think so I'm going to watch that and let you guys know how I think, what new, I think. His new movie coming out soon called Willie's Wonderland. Oh, dude.
2: Oh, it's, yeah. it's, so I thought it was already out. out. Is it, out. it already out? Yeah. yeah. Dude, what the fuck? He was just in another one about a pig, too, that apparently is fucking amazing.
1: Yeah. Just yeah, basically, he that. gets locked. For that one, he gets locked inside the Chuck E. Cheese, basically. basically yeah. yeah. Have and, you guys seen they did the And they remake. come to life. Yeah. Well, they did the remake.
2: Yeah. Remember, uh like, last year, two years ago, they did the remake of uh um, fucking, what are those goddamn things? Oh, my God. The Banana Splits is a horror movie. Wait, oh, wait, yeah. Horror? I heard about that. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I seen didn't see it. See it. It's, it's, like, it's fun. You can tell it's, like, low budget, but it's still fun. So, it sounds like it's, like, a version of that, almost.
1: Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Nicolas Cage. I, I I love that he's actually doing these weird-ass kinds of movies now. Because oh, yeah. he's a weird-ass kind of dude. So,
2: I was thinking about this. Uh-oh. What if... I was thinking. But just, like, what if, man? Like, this would be the ultimate, like, i fucking got you scenario. Mm-hmm. But, like, what if he's doing all these fucking random, just bullshit movies and acting all crazy just to fuck with people? Yeah.
1: I, I, I hope that's the case. Yeah. Like, what if, like... I'm pretty sure it's because he's fucking broke But I hope that's the case But what if he's like
2: 80 years old right And he's just like remember that time Back in like the early (laughs) 2000s Remember that shit when I was in all those really Weird dumb movies I was just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I was, I was just fucking around. I would love that, to be honest with you. <laughs> I would be so amazing. Because, dude, he's a fucking nut job. But I love him as an actor. Yeah, he's I great. really do. Oh, he's great. I've always loved him as an actor because he's just so fucking weird Hell and yeah, quirky. Yeah. National Treasure and Gone in 60 Seconds. Top See, games. I'm not a fan of those. I was more of a fan of, like, uh... Well, you're also not a fan of Ghost Dude, so. fucking Raising Arizona? Ghost, I thought Ghostwriter was horrible. Raising, raising Arizona is amazing. It's one of the best movies of all time to Con be Air. Connor was great Conor was because he was so like over the top and so douchey. Yeah. yeah, it was so it's so it's such a douchey movie, but it's so fun. Oh, it's, it was great. Good. God, it's so good. Steve Buscemi is amazing. Steve Buscemi, yeah, he's great. Oh, he's got the the, the lipstick, right? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that, that's that's Billy Madison. That's Billy Madison when he no Steve in Buscemi. Like... <laughs> Wait, hold on, Steve Buscemi, what was? In, he was like, air yeah he was like the evil cannibal dude or oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah like you're, child, right, you're the child right you're right killer guy yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and he met the little girl yeah and was walking around with her and it was all fucking weird yeah we're yeah. like what's he gonna do mm, we know <laughs> please don't do it, do it. <laughs> yeah so it was great anyway I, I love all those and not that i i just i don't know i could not get behind the uh national treasure movies
2: i liked them they the were, first they one were like i liked silly, the first one a lot they were great. the it, second
1: one was more like more far-fetched and i didn't really, yeah, I didn't really it was literally oh, yeah. like if you bought the da vinci code from wish that's what national what? treasure was that's like yeah. no it's the same no, movie it not. it's the same fucking movie national treasure was so here's much a code the you code. have to figure it out <gasps> it's on the back of a dollar bill
2: <laughs> you know
0: what i mean i don't know
1: i don't know
2: but see the thing with that is national treasure thing is way more of like that that hits a lot more close to home with like conspiracy type
1: dudes. Yeah, that's the reason why I liked it so much because the Da Vinci Code is more like the religious portion. Of yeah, it, which I'm not really yeah. this is dude. like I this like
2: can history. relate to like dude. Yeah. Yeah, this you stuff know can actually saying? be like, going
1: on too. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Conspir-
2: dude, that's like a oh, it's fucking perfect.
1: I think them. his best movie he's come out with recently that I've seen is Mandy. Mandy is fucking a, badass, yeah, dude. You gotta watch it. Mandy, yeah. It's like really weird and psychedelic in parts and stuff because they're like yeah. him and his old lady are like smoking pot and they fucking like start tripping or doing huh. whatever, and then all of a sudden, not the fucking ruin it for anybody i'm not going to just fucking watch it it's too new to ruin i'm about to go home and watch willie's wonderland right now though that's out i'm gonna yeah, watch I'm pretty, this one i'm 99 sure that's on netflix yeah yeah i'm gonna watch colorado uh colorado space tonight i'm gonna see that and if you guys have seen it listen I've if heard any the, of you guys I've have seen this let us know about that colorado space yeah i heard it was pretty badass to be honest with you oh uh kick ass what kick ass kick. oh he was in kick ass yeah like yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Sid, Sid just said just that he was in uh he was in then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's kind of... I've never seen Kickass. Cash. I don't know. What do you... mean, you, You've never seen it? No. Eh, the little girl in it's fucking yeah. amazing. Oh, wait, no, I have seen it with her. No, yeah.
2: I have seen... Have I seen
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I having a fucking talk on himself over here. I don't know. Have I? Did I? Did you? Hey, hey, dumbass. <laughs>
2: Am I off screen right <laughs> Yeah. Am like, I on screen?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're there. All right. You're there. You're there. All right, so passengers, we hope you enjoyed your ride with us on the Necronomicon. We know we got a little bit nerdy on that one and kind of went out there, but it's super cool. First of all, you got a guy who is either, I I think he's both genius and fucking insane, H.P. Lovecraft. And racist, don't forget racist. Well, he's super racist and anti-Semitic as a motherfucker. Yeah. He was real bad, which sucks, but don't judge. Listen, you can judge a person's work. Without judging the person's character, See, correct. You can I, do that.
2: That is such a big problem today.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, you can't you, separate. the You, you can from separate that. that shit, and yeah. I know it's hard to do because when you sit there and you 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 find somebody and you're like, wow, I love this, but then you find out, okay, they beat their fucking wives. Okay, he's a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't mean that what he created isn't something amazing or she created. Right. Okay. You can hate that motherfucker all day long. That doesn't mean you have to fucking squash everything he's ever made. If you don't have to. That's just my opinion. You don't have to, you know, take that. You guys can run with it and yeah. fucking tell me to fuck off. I don't give a Everyone shit. Everyone has a wrong opinion. Yeah. Time. That's right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always you. No, I'm just kidding. No, but seriously, like he was, he was, but he was the predecessor to so many fucking people. Yes. Like there's people that, that even today that are creating films and writing books books and stuff that'll sit back and go, it was HP Lovecraft that got me to where absolutely I am right did. now. Like you the know? mummy. Well if you go back and you listen to our episode, we actually talk about the H- you know HP Lovecraft and how many people he influenced and yeah, shit like yeah. that. So, yeah, so it's super cool to me that he did that. Right. But then it's super cool to me that there are the cultures of, you know, Egyptian culture and stuff that you could actually mm-hmm. go and buy a book to, to basically to guide you. you Yeah, yeah To the, guide yeah. you That's fucking amazing Yeah it's cool We should have shit like that For a couple reasons A If it's true Kind of gonna need that Yeah B Even yeah, if it's but, not But how do we know It's like a sense of security At that point in time Yeah true You know but what I mean like, So like
2: So like you, like you have to go up to see St. Peter And there's like 42 judges up there Is that how it goes Oh my god, if That's true and then What do you gotta do man
1: Each judge is the 42 I
2: wanna sins. know what the damn questions are Yeah Well, well yeah If you wanna, know
1: what they are I wanna know what the 42 sins are though I'm sure I've gotten all of them. I'm just, just curious about that because there's As 42 you know, judges that judge the 42 yeah. sins that you may Maybe or may we'll not. Maybe we'll do know. a bonus on the 42 sins. I think we should. Yeah, that that'd be fun. Cool. Find should out what the know. find out what the Egyptian 42 sins are. And that's on
2: you. That's not like too much work.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. throw it in there. I could do that's that. That's a lot of fun. We'll knock that out. It's
2: 42 sins, dude. Yeah. If it takes you like two minutes to read each one, that's a long <laughs> ass episode.
1: It's like, <laughs> sir, number 39, have you ever masturbated with mayonnaise. They <laughs> like n- n- no? But we have video here. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: You lying yeah. sack of shit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Nineteen ninety three.
1: The other forty one judges have seen this. <laughs> Nineteen ninety three. We saw you, you little shit. Get the fuck out of here. That's so funny. <laughs> so next week, join us here anyway. It was a super fun ride on this Necronomicon thing. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, next week, we're yeah, going to be doing something a little good. bit different. I that Texan book of the Yeah, day. the that Texan book one. of the day was awesome. That's I'm just surprised one. there wasn't a gun in it. That's that's the only only downside. Tell Clutch we said hi if you guys have talked to those <laughs> fellas. Just tell him we said hi. And now join us next week right here. We're going to be talking about haunted rock venues. Yeah, that'll be cool. Which I'm really excited about. Are, how excited are you Cleveland.
2: wait
1: wait what, you I, I, and to be honest so, i've we've both yeah do you remember when we met
2: lemmy down there yeah and we were all standing there and he went walking by i think it was you it was just like what's up lemmy and he just turned around and went i am <laughs> and walked away we yeah. were all like
1: yeah that was yeah. awesome yeah so yeah we're uh we're gonna that be talking about haunted venues from across the united states and maybe even uh outside of the united states like we'll find out and uh some of them we've actually been to and or played at
2: i so the list that i had had started looking at there was like 20 or 25 or something like that on there and i know for a fact that between you and i we've been to at least like 12 of them
1: I'm excited about that Yeah it's a good, pretty cool Because I love talking About places I've been to Especially the cool spots Because yeah. you go to these Fucking cool spots dude Like in and, and There is a place here And I'm not saying Whether or not It is on the list or not And I don't want to know But there's a place here In Cleveland called the Agora mm-hmm. The basement of the Agora they claim. If it, you're wondering, it's where the
2: famous scene in uh, This Is Spinal Tap was filmed. Yeah, where they're in oh. the basement and they can't find their way out to the stage. That was in the basement of the Agora. Yeah.
1: Oh no shit, I didn't yeah. know that. The Agora oh. is claimed to be haunted, and it's it's. I tell you what, it's fucking spooky down there. You know what? Tune in. <laughs> it is. And we'll, you and we'll talk about it absolutely. So make sure fuck you guys yeah. are doing it. Uh, you know, if you don't
2: want to listen, that's cool too. But you know, fuck off.
1: <laughs> wow. I don't even. Where did that?
2: What? You're right. I was just saying, you were like, if you guys want to listen, come on. If you don't want to. <laughs> <have> to.
1: <laughs> so make sure to stop over to our official website, <laughs> TheMidnightTrainPodcast.com. At our website, you can buy some super sweet super merchandise. Sweet. And uh, we got some new shit up there. You guys get over the, there and the you know check that shit out. Ape. Yeah, and listen, you Originally, know what? Right now, I'm going to go ahead like. and say it. If you want to save 20% on your order of $25 or more, just nice. put in the, uh, the code PRODUCER. All right. We're going to do that right now. Producer. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. It's time for me to buy a new shirt. It's time for
2: me to actually get one.
1: Yeah. So just go and uh, type in producer and uh, your order of $25 or more, you will save 20%.
2: That is amazing because you're opening that up
1: to everybody. Absolutely. For right now, this episode. So that also includes you. I'm going to change it in like three days. No, I'm just kidding.
2: (laughs) You guys get out there. Give it. Give it till the next episode.
1: Yeah. You guys get some merch.
2: And if nobody's bought anything, we'll do it again
1: if no one's bought <laughs> 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 that was like, wait, hold on, what? <laughs> so over there, you guys can find your fecal fighter, shit-eating robot T-shirt. You can find your don't be a Desalvo T-shirts. You can find your new um fucking ape man Mar- no, marginally, marginally like big hairy man beast. Yes, and it's <laughs> proud to be one. So oh, ladies, yeah. yes. get it for your husband. There's there's T-shirts or husbands, your boyfriends, your whatever, your fucking whoever. Get it for him. There's T-shirts. There's mugs. There's all kinds of cool you shit. You know
2: what? Just get it for whatever Get it for marginally yourself.
1: ape-like big yeah. hairy you know man what beast maybe you're your a life. fucking marginally ape-like hairy man beast who fucking cares yeah Rocket. yeah and send us a picture i've of known it a couple well, women like that i'm not gonna lie yeah and i was afraid of them i bet yeah she sent him a t-shirt yeah oh well it was my mom but anyway um <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> that went dark <laughs> all right so listen We do got to talk about our actual real sponsor that we love so much. It's Dr. Squatch Soap. Yeah, buddy. Right. Dr. Squatch is changing the way men approach hygiene by providing all natural, high quality, healthy products like bar soaps, uh, you know, which their soaps are so awesome. Hair care, colognes, beard beard oils and more. Which, Moody, do do you use any of the beard oil? I didn't know they had been. Okay well there you
2: go <laughs> Honestly I just I got into the soap because The I soaps the are soap, badass And I haven't really uh, I haven't really gone farther Than the soap
1: I, I, I Not that you're gonna Like be into this at all But I got their Star Wars one yeah, I saw that they had it's one. It's so badass, the dude. The packaging is cool as it's fuck. It's so They're cool. Sort of the packaging's amazing. on it. Anyway, these things, they make you feel like a man and smell like a champion. All soaps and products are made right it. here in the United States using the finest all-natural dude. ingredients, not cheaply made or harmfully mass-produced. You can get 20% off your first subscription. Just head on over to the TheMidnightTrainPodcast.com. Forward slash sponsors. Click on the banner and use promo code DSC Squatch twenty. That's DSC T C H twenty to get the best damn soap, and that's no joke. I agree. I love. I it. love it. I really do. And, and th- that's another thing too. It's not like. Oh, someone's paying us to do this. I fucking love this soap. <laughs> I do too. I have the subscription. Yes, I, I do too. Before we even did this, I yeah, had. It. Yeah, yeah, I too. love it. I love it. It's great. And listeners keep asking how they asking I did it again. You do that? More? I know. <laughs> I don't. What the fuck is wrong? Now it's this? become a thing. Asking how they can help keep the steam in our engines. Well, if you like what you hear from us, consider being a producer of the show by heading on over to the Midnight and clicking on the Patreon button, or just go to Patreon.com forward slash the Midnight Train Podcast. For as little yeah, as five man. bucks a month, you can get all kinds of cool shit like custom yeah. shirts, custom posters, custom stickers, bonus episodes, which you will be hearing plenty about. There's a ton over there, and it's going to be a ton more you know what's, coming.
2: You know it's fucked up, dude? Uh, I don't know what. That I had to subscribe to Patreon, so I can listen to my own goddamn bonus. Wait, did you subscribe? Not yet, but...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't get any I notifications. Have to, I
2: have to subscribe to that shit to get my own right. bonus. Right,
1: even, even us, we subscribe we to subscribe. it. That's fucked up. Dude. <laughs> even, my own, even my wife subscribes to it. Too yeah, yeah, she, she does. It. Yeah, My does. my daughter-in-law subscribes to it. And yeah,
2: I don't know anybody that does. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know plenty of people, and it's amazing too. So, if you're a Die Hard Midnight Chainsaw, Train
2: fan, I've been a producer since
1: like the 1750s. Yeah, before we were even in existence. Yeah. yeah. Like pretty, he's just pretty cool. Yeah, he's
2: been saving money.
1: He <laughs> Just gave it to us. If you guys want to help produce this motherfucker, that our patrons for you, and you become a pooper, and we'll send you all kinds of cool stuff. You have special invites to everything else. And to be honest, it's going to be fun. Uh,
2: live streams of our ghost hunt,
1: ghost hunt coming up October thirtieth. <laughs> yes. thirtieth Yes, sir. It's going to be badass. Just to even be called a pooper is just it's that's I know it's phenomenal. You guys are poopers. <clears throat> You're poopers. You're poopers. I'm a pooper. You are a pooper. I am a pooper. You're not a pooper yet. Moody's not a pooper.
2: I'm a party pooper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> everyone likes a party, but what is? How does it go? Like no one likes a, but a part. Yeah, ah, fuck it. I whatever. Know, it's know what a party pooper one anyway. The party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so also, you can easily like, subscribe, and rate uh, us on your favorite podcast platform, and most importantly, share the Midnight Train to everyone. That is seriously the most effective way of getting us out there more. Is just tell your friends about because, us
2: because you clearly have bad taste, so all of your friends would have bad taste as well. And they would probably like
1: us. Wait, what? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. What he said. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, tell everybody. You know what I'm yeah. saying, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, like, like
2: the people listening clearly have bad taste. Right. Yeah. So their friends right. would also clearly have bad taste because you.
1: Didn't By the way, Moody them. is like high right now. so Just don't listen to a fucking piece. <laughs> <laughs> Did he look at me like halfway through? He was like, "Dude, I'm fucking high." <laughs> So it worked. It worked.
2: I'm good, dude. I'm good. Uh,
1: but it's amazing, in that seriously, you guys telling everyone about us, even if they have bad taste, and you have bad taste, and fuck it, guess what? You have the best damn bad taste I've ever met or known, and fuck it. And I'm the one that's I right? Oh no, I'm not. I'm getting buzz on. So it's fun. <laughs> we can't thank you all enough for our the love and support that you guys have given us. Like it's so cool, like online and everything else. And you guys really do keep the train moving. So thank you so much. And I really want to talk about our superheroes, the people who really support us, our poopers. I love talking about poopers. Give it to me, baby. Thank you to huge thank yous to Maggie Brothers, Albert Lopez, Miles Campbell, Brian Gunzelman, Margaret Atkins, Colleen Cox, Pumpkin Escobar, Mac Doherty, Gina Madison, Janet Sherrell, Laura Randall, Chad Flint, Cheryl Pierce, Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk, Rob Webb from the Fun Box Podcast. Check out the Fun Box Podcast. He's an amazing guy. Christina Skelton and Jessica Bartolame from the Sister Skeleton podcast. Correct. Yeah. That's not the Sisters Skeleton podcast. C- clearly not. That's coming soon, though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's coming soon, yeah. yeah. Maria Gibbs, Chainsaw. What the fuck? Jigsaw, Craig Spurlock, Rick Resler, Courtney Bachelor, Katie Brabenick, and our buddy Bill Birch. Oh good for you. If you want your name to be mentioned on the show, just simply become a Patreon producer, man. Just we'll become talk about a pooper. That's become a pooper. That's it. Now listen, to, I just got. I just want to point out
2: how I fucking nailed that shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good job, buddy. You did better today than you do normally. It's fucking right. So now we know what to do every single time. <laughs> yeah. I just got to keep him fed with edibles. That's all. Yeah. Fucking edibles. <laughs> like every time he comes, it's like a cat with treats. Like shake it. Like.
0: <laughs> He's almost like Be there. <laughs> Yay! <laughs>
1: Listen, I also want to say uh, a big thank you to um, uh, one of our poopers, uh, Rick Ressler. Um And not only did he upgrade his Patreon or whatever, but he actually gave us a—and uh, um, I'll bring it down here and put it on the table. I actually uh, didn't do it today because we were rushed for time. But he gave us a—it's uh, <laughs> a badass skull mug. Yeah. And I'll bring it down oh, and make I sure it's on the, the table. picture of that. Yeah. That was sweet. Yeah, man. I posted it where I was drinking my coffee out of it the other day. So, yeah. Cool. So, thank you, Rick. We appreciate you, Yeah, brother. man, that's awesome. All Absolutely. right. I think that's enough of us. What Wait, do you think? How
2: much do I got to spend to get the bonuses? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll talk about it later. just wondering, dude. I got you. I got you. We'll, we'll take care of it for you.
2: No, it's, uh, man. I was trying to do a little advertisement right there, and you just blew it. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, it's only $5, Moody. Only $5? It's only $5. And I get all the bonuses. You get all, all the bonuses. the bonuses. That's and fantastic. you get to watch live stream shit. Really? Yes. What are you guys live streaming? Fucking everything. Yeah? no. <laughs> <laughs> not yet but we're getting there we're working on it we're working the bugs out right now we're live streaming on youtube and at least most Barely. of it kind of did it how did it, it work out uh it was all right it was all right
2: <laughs> was... so
1: full I mean, we disclosure, a few issues, Hold on,
2: full disclosure. Yes. we're doing this shit during a power outage right yes we're running on John fucking has a fucking generator
1: oh yeah and I, that's the only reason this is happening i totally right forgot to even mention that yeah, yeah.
2: yeah and then about halfway through it, it, it seems like the power kicked back on yeah yeah and we lost video feed for a little bit, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was all good though. Look, that's what I'm saying. My wife is mad at me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Spill
2: there's, it. there's no power. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're, on, we're on generator power.
1: It's yeah. also your wife's birthday as well, too. Like oh that's God. why she's mad at me. Well, that's another reason why she's mad at you.
2: I love you. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but all that shit. And
1: we're still here. And here. Here we here are. We're still doing it.
2: We don't fuck around, man. No, that's right.
1: That's fuck. right. That's, that's that's right. That's right. We big pimp. That's up. right.
2: You guys, we do this shit. We get fucking kicked out of the house for you, man.
1: Hell yeah. Sleeping on couches and shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe if I'm lucky. All right. Well, I'm going to watch The Color Out of Space tonight or whatever it's called. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. And yes. I'm probably going to yeah? drink some more of this. By the way, full disclosure, not a huge fan of the Grapefruit Goggle Fogger. Yeah. That's... It's not as bad as I expected. The regular Goggle Fogger is actually pretty good. Yeah. This Grapefruit one, not <laughs> the, so good. The regular what? gogglefogger <laughs> I can say that, but I can't wait, say wait. particularly. Wait, 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 wait. Moody. <laughs>
2: Pooper. See, that's whatever. <laughs> oh, goggle amazing. He's funny. At least the way he says it. Yeah, whatever. So anyway, thank you Dude, so much you said, for watching. If, if you're if you watching goggle fogger in that sleepy voice, I might die.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you you, mean, you mean you're sitting here? Goggle fogger. <laughs> all right get the fuck out of here we love you guys so much thank you so much stay safe out there and passengers as always Choo choo, motherfuckers i'll go home and get your fucking shine box bye